Oh, wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube, the video version at the Trophy Room Show. If you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. You can pop us a follow on Spotify or toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Yeah? I, 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 during that intro, there's a word that tickles my fancy this week. <laughs> What's that, Kyle? It's plop. Yeah? Ooh, plop, it, it, it's, it's a funny-sounding word. And, and you say it every week. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. You know it who just... has a problem with it? Who? Catherine. Catherine in Discord, she's like, Plop is a... Really? I did, Plop is I, a choice. I have not seen that. Yeah. there's. Uh, listen, Plop is is a... I, I'm going to be honest. It, it doesn't sound great. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but when you say drop, what else are you supposed to say on... Like, mm, mm, like you can't mm, say drop mm, again in a sentence. No, no, you can't. Does that create a sentence fragment? I don't know how grammar works, but it sounds like it does. Does it take value away from the word drop? I think it just sounds weird. A paradox, yeah, yeah, even. Yeah, 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 sure. And then I have to kill that duplicate self. Like, that's what I'm afraid of. Oh, man. Call <laughs> Hollywood now. That sounds like a movie in the making. <laughs> how are you doing, man? How are you, how are you holding up? It's been a week. It's been a week. Uh, I, 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 what was it, Monday? Yeah. I tweeted out something that I feel like a lot of people resonated with of, like, I don't know how people who work have time when they come home to do the things that they love yeah and i'm happy to know that other people are feeling the same way i am and (laughs) and and also feel bad that they aren't helping out aloy in the forbidden west or dying over and over again as the tarnished in in elden ring not me um i'm doing fine in 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 uh, in tarnished land look at me (laughs) (laughs) margaret the foul more like margaret the fool who thought he could step up I don't even know who that is because I haven't even gotten there yet. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so it, it's been a continuous like struggle to yeah. find the energy to actually pick up a controller and play and not just sink into my couch. Oh, and- or, excuse me, plop into my couch <laughs> and, and just like put YouTube on and just kind of fall asleep. And like you kind of feel guilty about it because like absolutely because like to me it's like I do no hard labor. I sit in this exact chair, type some things, uh-huh. and that's it. But then like five o'clock comes. Like today, I I had a, a lot of adventures just in this past twelve hours. Where it's like, man, my brain's been on nonstop, and I just need to, I just need to settle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like yeah. since the moment I woke up at seven till recording this show, now I have. I had maybe 15 minutes of myself just creating yeah. all these notes and stuff because of this week. Let's let's get into the brass tacks. This week yeah. has been kind of slow for gaming news. There are a lot of, lot of smaller scale things that add up, but nothing like groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, the one story we're going to be talking about, absolutely groundbreaking, yeah. like how friend of the show slash coward of the show, Jeff Grubb, has leaked or revealed the three Spartacus tiers that we can expect be revealed sometime in March and or April. 
We're going to be talking about how Epic Games has acquired Bandcamp and why. And also, you know, find my album on Bandcamp. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ukraine and how it wants PlayStation and Xbox to stop giving Xboxes and Playstations over to Russia. We're going to be talking about the rumored state of play in March and some cool franchises that could be returning very soon. We're going to be talking about how Twisted Metal has found a network and oh boy, it's the first big red flag. And of course, we're going to be talking about our Gran Turismo 7 review brought to you, you by Adam Connor over at Game Explain. He joins us to talk about and to really gush about GT7 and how this game, so good, he bought a racing wheel for. Very awesome conversation. Sold me midway through on getting this game day one, but all that and more. But before we get into it, Kyle, whew, I want to thank our producers over at Patreon.com. We got a bunch of new producers last week i didn't do i think a fair enough job so i want to shout out uh, a few folks from last week and of course this week as well i want to thank our newest members chris nunez uh, red beast jinx the 12th royal <laughs> tyre clayton d amazing and brandon miller thank you all so much i want to thank our platinum producers todd burowitz and toxic i want to thank our gold members spam and bambin too soon gavin goffrey jose jimenez jedi master and metal kirby awesome dave robbie bobby miller strubles and bits and chaotic monkey i want to thank our silver plus met, uh, members hide indoors Marcus O'Neill, oh, it's just right, JB the Purple Monkey, Jordas Vaughn, Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Todd Roper, Brendan Zachary, K uh, Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Trucker Sloth, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Any Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Manx Vizia, The Lord, Commander, Kurgi, Elo2032, and Stephen Flesh. Thank you all so much for becoming members of our Patreon. It means the world to us. And that's where you could get to see the awesome post shows that we started to do again. I'm so sorry. February has been a month. Uh, I really want to give a great shout out to our patrons because, again, February, we, we kind of stalled a little bit just because, as you all understand, I took in a new job and it's been nuts. Mm -hmm. But this week, I can't wait to sit down with you, Kyle, talk about our impressions of all the games we played in February and also just talk a little bit of trash about our sister podcast, uh, the Xbox Drive, <laughs> who thinks they are winning. They think they're they, winning yeah. the Fantasy Critic League. They, 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 they like to post messages like, oh, man. You guys are in trouble. Yeah. Just because they got lucky with the Witch Queen and Elden Ring. Like and they 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 think that we don't even have a shot. It's yeah. March second as of this recording. I know. Come it's on. March it's March second as of this recording. And we a have little, God of War Ragnarok. I mean, come on. God of War Ragnarok is pre orderable on the store, which yeah. very much could it's mean this this game's coming out soon. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Horizon, it was pre-orderable, what, seven months before its release, seven, eight months before its release. So, uh, you know, Sean, uh, you know, maybe Ryan? talk a little, talk a little less shit. All right. Yeah. Talk a little less, because here's the thing. 
Enjoy your mouthful mode with yeah. Kirby. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. And they're like, oh, Kirby's gonna. Kirby's not getting a 98. If Kirby gets a 98, if it gets if it gets anywhere in the 70s, <laughs> if it gets in the 70s, I will take the negative eight points that yeah. we're gonna get. Even if it gets in the 80s, like who really cares? Yeah, no, I don't. Because look, Jedi Fallen Order two is coming out too. There's rumors of that. Like Silk it's Song has to. Silk Song has to. I have it on good authority. Force is gonna come. So trust. Uh, so trust me. <laughs> trust me. Your days are numbered. Xbox driving this fantasy critic league, which we should do. I think at the end of this month as well, we should also do like a, a Patreon. Like okay, like it's we all been, get together. Yeah, it's been like yeah, three yeah. four months. Let's okay. talk shit. Yeah, I like this. That said, Kyle, listen, trashing on our sister podcast is all fun and all. And celebrating awesomeness with our patrons is great over at patreon.com says PS But squaring up the news, I feel like maybe a little bit better. Yeah, so let's square up some news. Yeah. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from our frenemy Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat. PlayStation plans three Spartacus tiers for as much as $16 per month. Sony is looking to expand PlayStation Plus by introducing new features and by integrating elements from PlayStation Now. Bloomberg originally reported about these efforts, which Sony internally calls, quote-unquote, Spartacus, in December. But now GamesBeat can provide some more info on what these new offerings look like. Spartacus is an evolution of PlayStation Plus with three tiers. It currently calls those tiers Essential, Extra, and Premium, although those names could change between now and when the service launches. The subscription for these programs is monthly and starts at $10 and goes up to $16. And what do each of these tiers get you? Here's the current plan. The PS Plus Essential is the PS Plus that you already know. For $10 per month, you get monthly games that you can add to your library. This works a lot like it already works today. PS Plus Extra, meanwhile, gets you the monthly games and a game catalog for $13 per month. The game catalog is a library of hundreds of older downloadable games. This seems like Sony ripped the download catalog out of PS Now and popped it into the PS Plus instead. And then PS Plus Premium gets you all of the above and then everything else for $16 per month. That everything else includes PS Now's streaming capabilities. You also get a library of classic games, as well as a as well as new a new games trial feature. Game trials enables you to download and start playing the full versions of new PlayStation games. This likely has a time limit function, which is similar to how game trials work on the EA Play service from Electronic Arts. Again, all of these prices and names could change, but this is the general outline of what to expect from Spartacus. And these features should make PS Plus look much stronger in comparison to Xbox Game Pass. While Sony will not include full versions of its blockbuster games in PS Plus on day one, game trials will at least give a bigger audience a chance to sample those games. Sony is moving into a testing phase for Spartacus in the next few weeks, and it could announce the details of its new membership program in March although that'll depend on whether it is ready to roll out the service. Matthew Kennedy writes in just like you can too over on our Discord server or on Twitter at PS Trophy. You can just add us with a question and we'll answer it here on the show. Is that fun? Uh, Kennedy writes in Spartacus question. I do not need there to be PlayStation first party games day and date, but What's going to entice us to pay for the top tier when it's more expensive than Game Pass Ultimate? What are your thoughts of what they can do with these if these rumors are accurate? Great question, Matthew. Great question. Um, Kyle, 
first yeah. and foremost, what do you feel about these this plan so far? And like Matthew Kennedy said, I don't think the games need to be day and date. But mm-hmm. what 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 do you think? Uh, I dig it. I I do like the tiered system. Um, I do notice, if I'm not mistaken, tell me yearly is or is currently at what sixty dollars yep. a year. Yeah. So PS Plus Essentials is, is the basic PS Plus that we already have. That is going to now be one hundred and twenty dollars a year. Now that is a good call out. Um, yeah. So Jeff it is Grubb is in technically. Jeff Grubb, who is a coward and won't be on this show, but one day <laughs> will, and then we'll have fun, joke around. Yeah. I'll ask him about his hair routine because God knows I need it. Um, he said that he's he, he's not sure about the annual stuff yet. Sure, okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty certain that PS PlayStation Plus, right, mm-hmm. in its current form, is going to stay here, which means the annual service. It's gonna probably still be sixty bucks, because okay. right now monthly, if I'm not mistaken, someone could write in. Right now, a month for PlayStation Plus, it's ten bucks. So it's oh, like so nothing really go... changes. Okay, so if you just buy a month here and there, it's ten dollars already. Exactly. Oh, so okay. they try to get you on the annual thing so that you yeah, forget yeah. about it and you know recurring charges. And in in other in other parts of this. Um, I do think it's wild that it's only a six dollar difference between the the lowest and the and the highest. Mm-hmm. And for for uh, who was it that wrote it? Matthew Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's okay that it is more expensive than Game Pass if those classic games are as robust and mm. access a lot of that library that they have access to. It, right. it all depends on that. If it's like the um, the Switch rollout with their virtual <laughs> NES or Super Nintendo thing, it's going to be a problem. If we only get like 12 games for like six months, yeah. it, I, I myself, I, I feel like a lot of other people will not be happy with yeah. it at all. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, just like superficial, I wish the names were based on trophy levels. I think that oh, would be so much easier. Trust me. We're going to get there. There's okay. a good, there's a good question about that. Um, so I think it's just all right. I don't think yeah. this is great. I don't think this is, if the eight people that yell at me every time I mention it will allow me to say it this one time. If it was supposed to go up against game pass, Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I'm give throwing me virtual apples at you. Boo. <laughs> you slapped your mic. Anyway. I did. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's a great sound effect because it sounds like it connected. Oh, great. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, no, this is not one to one. I, though, have to repeat, this is not. Maybe we've been hyping it up a bit. But this is not the 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 Game Pass competitor, right? Until no, they're it's on, it's not the Killzone to Halo killer <laughs> that they wanted. It's not the exactly. Game Pass killer. It's, it's not. not the resistance to the Halo Three. Absolutely not. It, but what this is is a service for their fans, and if the fans are happy with it, the fans are gonna be happy with it. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, I take a look at PlayStation Extra, which is the, the monthly catalog of games at 13 bucks a month. That's actually not bad. And it's all downloadable. 
That's mm-hmm. great. That is an awesome addition for my PlayStation 5 and hopefully also for your PlayStation 4s out there. That's that's great because I feel like PlayStation now constantly gets undershadowed by... It gets overlooked. Big time. Yeah, just because of its streaming lack of capabilities. But it's a great service and the, the catalogs are legitimately great. I will die on that. Die on yeah. that hill. And I think what they're testing out right now is Shadow Warrior, like we talked about last week. You're going to see new-ish games or new games come on the service day and date. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to get PlayStation First Parties on this service day and date because, again, the way their catalog looks or portfolio looks, they can't support it. And their games would have to change in a major way in order for them to support it. So I don't want that, mm-hmm. and I am okay with it not yeah. fine just all right with it that said the premium service for 16 dollars a month i need playstation one games on my playstation 5 i don't oh, want yeah. to be streaming them i don't want to be streaming ps2 games i don't want to be streaming ps3 games i want it to be like you could download these games or you could play them on your phone mm-hmm. and that's what the streaming service is because if they're using that azure tech i'm totally fine with that but to me, the way that this is just fine so far is, I think, Matt, what you said, like, what is the killer thing here? Like, is it strictly just the, you know, the back catalog? It, it is, and I think that it would be, it, is the back catalog an, a worth it for that extra six bucks? Just, just to play some backwards compatible games? Because you're going to have the people out there like going, there should have been, you know, th- I should be able to put in a, PS3 disc or PS2 disc, and this just work. Mm -hmm. And to me, I don't necessarily think that's the case. But to me, I'm like, yeah, once I try out Siphon Filter, what else is there really to do? What's going to really keep me here? And I think that's the biggest question for Spartacus. And I think what's going to be keeping me here is some of those multiplayer games like Factions, Legends 2 Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to be keeping me here. Whatever the the Bungie buy looks tied into this like is is destiny going to be a added benefit to one of these tiers yeah and i really hope it is the case like we were talking about a few a few weeks back i think there needs to be a little bit more benefits here and i think what jeff grubb has alluded to is that there's probably more to this service we just don't know about yet and we'll know about it by april But it's awesome that these things have leaked. I think PlayStation has purposely leaked these things to get the overall feel of what we think about the service. And to me, I think right now it's a little mid, but it's not like the end of the world. Oh, mid. That's a a youngin word. I know. I could be him. Look at you. Because, you you know, I I think the one thing that we've seen uh, from all all the, you know, the blueprints and schematics we've seen over the years of, like, trophies, lists on classic games... Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. might get me sticking around. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can go back and, and platinum one of my favorite RPGs of all time, Star Ocean 2, Second mm-hmm. Story. You Damn straight, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to drop everything and go ahead and go do that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, Famous Seamus writes in, and this kind of goes with my rant, so this will, I want to see what your insights are here, Kyle. Uh, famous Seamus, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my whole entire life, writes in, would only would would if the possibility of only being able to stream PS1 and PS3 games and not to download them how would that affect your feelings at Spartacus uh big time 
That would harsh my vibe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about it last week of uh, redeeming my Horizon code. Mm-hmm. And for me not being able to play on opening night because yeah. the download was taking forever because my internet was real bad. If if I'm going to stream these games and they're always going to be hitching and there's always going to be buffering issues or, um, you know, the input lag makes the game unplayable. I'm not going to have a good time. I, th- I I would feel like it'd be a waste of money and I'll just go down to the the extra tier. Yeah. And I, I feel as a massive PlayStation fan as I am, that would bum me out. Yeah. And I, I think to, to, to go over that sentiment again, not everybody has the greatest internet. So just having yeah. it to be like, please don't throw the apples again, but game pass in the sense of, you need the internet connection for just a sec. It just needs to know where this is beaming from. And then it's straight off your, your hard drive. That would be so Which is much better. Such a weird thing to say out loud. What? And something that I'm so okay with now. But at the but at the the start of the PS4 and Xbox One generation where Xbox was like, yeah, always online, the DRM thing. Yeah, how that was viewed as such a, a bad thing, and that was such a huge selling point on PlayStation side of things during that. But now that we are years later, just being able to be online, just to check off a box, we're fine with so, it. Like we're fine with it. Like the the huge tone shift, I feel like, in a lot of us with that. And the crazy thing is, is like, yeah, if you kind of take a look at what Microsoft's vision was for the Xbox One, they were right. They were just way too early. Too early. Way too early. And so, yeah, you're totally right. Like, the sentiments have definitely changed a lot. But, like, when it comes to the classic games, if I have it on my hard drive and I'm just playing it, chilling. I, I shouldn't be able to. Th- this thing's practically a computer. We're we're we've seen PS3 emulation on this thing. We've seen PS2 emulation on even an Xbox. For God's sakes, you can do it here. So yeah, emulate it. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, that said, awesome. Dave writes in. What are your thoughts on the naming convention for Spartacus? I think the tier names are good, but not slangers. <laughs> But at least good. What would you want to see for names? And I challenge you to come up with names that aren't based on trophies. Ah, Maybe like Slanger Plus or Slanger Ultimate. Let the record state that Dave is saying banger and Mm. Joe's trying to rewrite history. Uh, Get off your your Putin-sized horse. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen. I won't get political uh, on the show, but he could go fuck himself. Uh, uh, challenge. Oh, okay. That yeah, aren't based just, on trophies. What's aren't based on trophies? <laughs> I got one. All right, go for it, because I'm still thinking. You got PlayStation Plus? PlayStation Plus Plus. PlayStation <laughs> Plus 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 Plus. <laughs> oh, my God. Huh? Huh? It's like PEMDAS. It's just a different order mm-hmm. uh, of mathematics. Yeah, we got PlayStation Multiplication <laughs> as, the, as the $16 a month. Honestly, like... <sighs> PlayStation Squared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I, there's no... So the only problem that I see is like with the trophy tiers is like, well, there's four types of 
trophies. Yeah. yeah. So okay. like you can't do the bronze tier, silver tier. Then it sounds like a healthcare plan, right? It 100% does. Yeah. So it's like what do you, what do you do? And like you don't want to cuz in my in my head I'm trying to think of like what franchise has been on every single mm. generation and be like, you know, like Final Fantasy VII tier is like, you know, the basic because right. and then you get a PS2 one for the second one. and the, But then you're still more generations that you're missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a tough one to come up with. I, I yeah. Good on that marketing team, whatever they choose. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's the this like PlayStation Plus Essential Extra and Premium. I don't yeah. think that's I don't think that is it. Like even even with like since it's only three tiers, like you can't name them off the sacred symbols either. Yeah. You can't be like the square tier and the triangle tier and the circle tier or the cross tier. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I I cuz yeah, again, you name them. How about we just name to... name one after shoe? Okay. Uh, one oh, after. You know what you could do? So yeah. I got this, and yeah, maybe yeah. now, maybe that I'm thinking about this, this is maybe why you don't want it because you get confused with the Xbox, uh, stuff because Xbox has Xbox Live Silver. Which is the free version of Xbox Live? Like, for what I understand, you, like, I had nothing. no idea that was a thing that existed. Yeah, then you have Xbox Live Gold. Yes. So, like, right off the bat, you could kind of jumble them up together, like PlayStation, you know, plus silver, PlayStation plus gold. But even but then, then, that's the trophies again. Yeah, but even then, I, yeah, I think that I think th- like. How weird it sounds. If I heard PlayStation and gold or PlayStation and silver, I'm immediately thinking of, of the trophies. And I think that's a nice way of going, okay, so the free PlayStation, uh, you know, PSN is the bronze tier. And then you mm. have the silver tier, which is the PlayStation Plus we know today. Yeah. Then you have the gold tier, which is the extra. And then premiums, the platinum tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure, we have to go against, you know, Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield for <laughs> tier <laughs> services, but I actually yeah. think that 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 would actually work a lot better. It, it, it just makes too much sense, yeah. I think. All right, Green Girl writes in. You stated on the previous show that you got to sit down and play the old God of War games, and you said that you enjoyed them. Hell yes, I did. With the Ragnarok releasing probably sooner rather than later, uh, do you recommend people going back and playing the originals? This ties in with Spartacus as all the old games and... Oh, sorry. This ties in with Spartacus as all the old games and 2018 could be featured on the service nearing Ragnarok's release. I've yet to play a single uh, play a single one, but I'm surprised about how hyped I am for the new one. I have all the games except for three. Um, I started with 2018. Uh, I know a lot of you may think that's a shocker because I'm the host of this goddamn show, but I will say, you know, I was a preteen or right a tween. When God of War came out and my mom heard about the sex mini game and she was like, ain't no way that's against yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the, their, the earlier games are like the Wild Wild West, I feel like, with yeah. some of the things they put in there. Yeah, sex Still, mini game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. Um, and honestly, I feel like you should you should teach them 
to make sure, you know, when you get a trophy for making your part. <laughs> you should get a trophy for that, you know? Uh, I, f- I do think they're they're worth playing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, d- <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together. Sure. Uh, I, I do think they're worth playing. It just, it don't go into it if you have not played the older ones. Yeah expecting to like Kratos because you don't like him at all. Yeah, that that critique still stands. I, I never yeah. liked Kratos in, in one or nor two, but damn, I do love him in 2018. He's a fantastic Absolutely. character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, this is also a great way of like bringing back those games to celebrate the new releases like Absolutely. Ragnarok. So yeah, yeah, th- you just, should definitely go back and the... play them and appreciate them because they do age well mechanically. They age yeah. so well mechanically, man. They're just, still a blast to play. Just think of like the uh, the rollout before the next major entry in the PlayStation Studios lineup. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, you know, the next Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah. Yeah. On PS Plus, Platinum, or what was it? Extra? Yeah. Or Premium, excuse me. On PS Premium, go play all the other Ratchet and Clank games because they are all available on this service. Yeah. Leading up to Ratchet and Clank. Whatever. Rift Apart 2 or whatever it is. Like, I, I feel like that's such a smart thing to do. Yeah. And to have their ready for for people who are excited for a new game yeah have like one or two games every month ago and here's a new ps1 classic here's a new ps2 classic here's a new ps3 classic like it's a really terrific move and it gives you a long long leeway until you have to then reinvent it again to maybe add in some day and date stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's a it's a great move and there is a lot of back catalog to celebrate so while i do say like yeah once I'm playing Siphon Filter or done with Siphon Filter, what do I do next? Well, yeah, maybe this is for the hardcore, the hardcore fan. Maybe this is just to, you know, get it off the runway for now as mm-hmm. they beef the service up in the next coming months or years. That yeah. says Rigo writes in, Tier 3 leaks are looking like there's going to be trophy support. If so, does this mean Kyle... Uh, Sorry. And if it does, will Kyle now have to get a second job? To support yeah, your trophy. If they're addiction. hiring. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I don't see why not. That will solve my issue of not having the energy to play games. <laughs> uh, Kyle, we'll pay you 15 bucks to play Ape Escape in Platinum. I'm on yeah, it. Done. <laughs> Kyle, listen, Spartacus is great and all, but I'm tired of it. I want to get into some bizarre news. Let's, Let's get, get bizarre. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Here's my mixtape, just <gasps> just for you and Thanks, everyone bud. out there, if you want to listen to it. It's over on Bandcamp. Oh, you mean the Epic Games now owned and acquired Bandcamp? Yeah. Uh, Chris Scullion over at VGC writes, Epic Games has acquired internet music company Bandcamp. In a statement posted on the official Bandca- Bandcamp blog, co-founder and CEO Ethan Diamond, great name, said, quote, I'm excited to announce that Bandcamp is joining Epic Games who you may know as the makers of Fortnite and Unreal Engine, and champions for a fair and open internet, end quote. Diamond stressed that the deal won't affect the company's day-to-day running. Quote, Bandcamp will keep operating as a standalone marketplace and music community, and I will continue to lead our team, he said. The products and services you depend on aren't going anywhere. We'll continue to build Bandcamp around our artist-first revenue model, 
where artists net an average of 82% of every sale. You'll still have the same control over how you offer your music. Bandcamp Fridays will continue as planned, and the Daily will keep highlighting the diverse, amazing music on the site. While over the years we've heard from other companies who wanted us to join them, we've always felt that doing so would only be exciting if they strongly believed in our mission. We're aligned with our values and not only wanted to see Bandcamp continue, but also wanted to provide the resources to bring a lot more benefit to the artists, labels, and fans who use the site. End quote, he said. Epic ticks all those boxes. We share a vision of building the most open, artist-friendly ecosystem in the world, and together we'll be able to create even more opportunities for artists to be compensated fairly for their work. In November, Epic also acquired rock band and dance central creator Harmonix, which stated that it planned to, quote, work with Epic to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite, end quote. Kyle, I do want to mention that I do have the Spider-Man suit in Fortnite and the Symbiont suit in Fortnite. Thank you. Cool. Um, you know, I've gotten back into it, so maybe this will be my most Ooh, trophy again. room throwback. I know it's happening. Every it's happening week again. is what you've been playing. Oh, it's I Fortnite. play more Fortnite. <laughs> Get more victory royales. Getting a lot more dubs yeah. per use. Um, but this is, I think, an obvious move. To integrate not just into Fortnite, where you get awesome like indie, you know, music in in the Fortnite radio, right? Where you're driving mm. the car, you get to listen to artists you never have before. I think that's really cool. Um, but I also think this is a no brainer for whatever next rock band or dance central iterations coming from Harmonix, right? Yeah, I I, I do see the relationship that can be formed between the two. Yeah. It just reading that last sentence again, mm. this story is mostly about Bandcamp becoming an epic. Yeah. But like just reading the sentence of harmonics being used as creating musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite reminds me of like the the Toys for Bob Activision thing. I know. But I, it's I a bummer. I, I think that's I think that's it for now. I yes, definitely I get that. Yeah, I, I definitely that. see like an indie rock band game coming in the future i think this is going to be a very nice i think this is going to be a really nice integration and maybe something really hopeful for like you know the indie bands or artists out there uh-huh. to get into you know yeah i or to feel make like a little bit more profit off of looking back on it i i feel like this would have been the thing if betting on what acquisitions would happen <laughs> if i put a dollar and said epic games buys Bandcamp, yeah I feel like somebody would have had to give me a million to one odds because <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw this coming. Real talk, Kyle. I thought Bandcamp was part of Apple, like because of oh, GarageBand. Yeah. So I was uh-huh. like, Bandcamp, GarageBand. I thought they were the same thing. I was today years old. But uh, to all those indie folks out there, I think this is going to be something really cool, really neat. So yeah, yeah nice little feel good story. Before we get into depression, which speaking of. Our next news story is going to get a little heavy. It's been a really tough week for a lot of people out there, uh, especially the good folks over in Ukraine. Um, I get it. This is a PlayStation show. This does involve PlayStation, so I do feel like we need to talk about it. But if you feel like you are emotionally not in it, um, there will be a link in the description or just skip five minutes ahead um, so that we get to the PlayStation goodness. But uh, this community is amazing. 
And if any, the last two years have taught us is that we can have such amazing conversations and um, we're generally here for each other. And I think that's mm-hmm. really beautiful. So Kyle, take it away. Good, sir. Yeah. Sammy Barkover push square writes, Ukraine looks to PlayStation to block Russian accounts. Ukraine's deputy prime minister, Mikhailo Fedorov has called on PlayStation to quote, temporarily block all Russian and Belarusian accounts. Uh, end quote, as companies increase pressure on the Russian regime. As part of an open letter published on Twitter, Fedorov appealed specifically to Xbox, as well as Sony's gaming subsidiary, stressing, quote, you are definitely aware of what is happening in Ukraine right now, end quote. They continue, quote, I am sure that you will not only hear, but also do everything to protect Ukraine, Europe, and finally, the entire democratic world from bloody authoritarian authoritarian aggression and i appeal to temporarily block all russian and belarusian accounts temporarily stop the participation of russian and belarusian teams and gamers in all international esports events and cancel all international events holding on the territory of russia and belarus end quote sony is scheduled to release grand turismo 7 this week and is yet to comment on its availability in russia However, subsidiary Sony Pictures has delayed the release of Spider-Man spinoff Morbius in the region indefinitely. Meanwhile, fellow tech giants like Apple have ceased selling all of their products in Russia and has removed state-funded media apps like RT News from the App Store. Uh, To also go and note, several companies are pulling out of Russia or removing Russian teams from their games. Uh, FIFA 22 uh, will not feature any Russian players, I believe. Uh, Soccer as well. Uh, I think there was also a a non-video game news. There was a, um, I think a a race, like a auto race, like an F1 F1. race that they they pulled out. They're like, we're not going because it was... The track was in Russia or is in Russia. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to see not just the global community just today, uh, almost it with unanimous support of Ukraine and, um, you know, condemn what's been going on over there. You know, I look at our numbers. We have a, a tremendous audience over there. And my heart's uh, my heart goes out to you. Um, and it's awesome to see companies like Apple like Google and Microsoft starting to, yeah, pull out of that country when it comes to their services. Um, It's awesome to see even companies like Exxon, right? People that are all about that drilling and getting that oil going, you know what? This ain't worth it, Jack. And turning around. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of people are like, how is this different from whatever else is going on in the world? Sadly, not a lot. You know, it, it hurts my soul when I when I see, you know, kids without their parents, kids that are hungry. Oh yeah, uh-huh. um, and, and ripped from their homes anywhere. Yeah. And the only thing that's different here is that it's happening in Europe, and mm-hmm. the consequences for us to go and help are cataclysmic. And so to see that we are trying to hurt their pockets so much that this is not worth it for them is good. And when I say them, not Russian people, I I know several of my friends who are, you know, Polish, Ukrainian, Russian, um, all detest what's going on around uh, there uh, by, you know, uh, dictator Putin's aggression, which he is Mm -hmm. like, uh, let's not call him a president. He's not, no, it was rigged. He's, he's an autocrat. And 
my family's been literally ripped apart by autocrats and fascists. And so to see the capitalist society saying enough is enough, we're tired of this, is awesome. I just wish we can do more. And yes, should PlayStation or Sony and Microsoft stop selling their consoles there? Absolutely. And I think that day is coming very soon. Wouldn't be surprised by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. 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 I, I, I hope their answer to or their solution to this is comes soon and swift yeah. and, and um yeah like you like you mentioned i think it's really really awesome to see all these companies be like yeah it's not worth it the we we are it feels like it is a unified front yeah and there is no two sides to this it is one side and putin needs to be stopped yeah. And Russia needs. Uh, he just he Russia needs to get to the end where he puts a bullet in his head in the bunker. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like let's just we, get we, to that. We part. don't. We we don't have room in today's society for people like that, especially no. in a place of power. Mm-mm. No, what a dickhead. Nope. So yeah, that's all we gotta say. Our hearts, our, our hearts go out to you. And I understand the feeling of feeling helpless in this situation because you're seeing people hurt and you're like, how can I help? Very simply, um, I believe their their name is the world. What is it? The World's Kitchen, I believe. Um, Are you talking about the the, the cause we, we tweeted about? Yes, 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 yes. I'll and pull it up. The World Central Kitchen. There you go. They go to third world countries and they go and they feed folks. It's actually from a famous chef created it who's from my father's hometown. Um, and they've gone to Poland and started feeding all the refugees and the kids there. And to see kids happy with like a meal in hand, that's... Awesome. I poured 50 bucks into this um, and link down below so that, you know, you can help people in need. Um, This isn't a political statement. It's just like, be a good person. Listen, I get it. I'm American. We've been the villain as many times as we've been the hero. I'm trying to speak to you as a citizen of the world, if that makes any sense. Um, And we have a podium and we got to use it. Got to use it. It's important. All right, Kyle. Before I start crying, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's change the change the mood a little bit. All right, let's get it back to PlayStation. Let's get it back to happy times. Um, let's talk about some rumors, some speculation. If yeah. there's anything to get the heart pumping and to get me stop thinking about mm-hmm. the world, it's about rumors and speculation. Yeah, and rumor has it. Rumor has it. And listen, we've been to speculation town. We were window shopping a few weeks back when it comes to ooh, who could PlayStation buy. Listen, I'm about, I'm saying let's get let's let's start the car. Let's go let's go for a spin into you know, speculation yeah. town. We got Dad's credit card. We can exactly. Yeah, he, doesn't know. Know. he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Oh, we got some oligarch money over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't using it. They ain't using it. Ew. Uh, account NGT on Twitter, which they are a PlayStation leaker, uh, and they actually leaked one of the. The acquisition of Bungie a few weeks beforehand, so they got some credibility on their Is side. Is this also the same person who correctly leaked Star Wars Eclipse? Correct. Yeah. So they got some validation. They, they got yeah. They write, even with some delays for some console exclusives, it should be a great year for PlayStation players with the announcement and release of PlayStation IPs that does that will. That does their return. Well, that's a that's listen. That's a typo. A yeah. new event is definitely planned this month, and they won't be announcing all their surprises. Dot dot dot. I can corroborate that a new Sly Cooper game 
and a new infamous game are in development. Also, several people have talked about Sly Cooper. That's happening. Uh, And some folks have been leaking and rumoring for a while now. Infamous is a coming back. Uh, People like Special Nick over at Xbox Era, which again, hey, Nick, you know, stay in in your lane, you know? Yeah, dude. Leak Leak some Xbox stuff every now and again. Okay? Maybe to whisper something in my ear, Nick. All right. <laughs> Kyle. State of play coming in a few weeks. Yeah. Probably it'll get announced, if not this week, next week. What are we actually expecting here? From the state of play. From the state of play. Is this where we're going to get Spartacus? Is this where we're going to get a release date for you know, God of War, are we Uh going to see some cool unannounced stuff? Like, what are we actually going to see? I do. I I, I don't know if we're going to see Sly Cooper infamous this month. No, I do think, because I was thinking about this actually, I think yesterday where we've already gotten the GT seven focused state of play. Yep. So we already got that. We got a deep dive in Ghostwire Tokyo. We're not going to get a solely, state of play on that no the next big one is god of war ragnarok i feel like yeah so i could totally see a date for that i don't know if it would be a solely focused god of war ragnarok state of play mm-hmm. which could happen but mm-hmm. i do think we'll get a date and i did i should have saved the tweet but somebody also was like if you think it's crazy that god of war ragnarok is sooner rather than later this year in 2018, they announced it like in January, and it came out a few months later in April. Like the date, release date yeah. wise. So, like there is precedence of them being like, "Yeah, here's the date, and it's a few months away." Kind oh of yeah, thing. I expect this thing some in between June or September. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and, and so like for me, I think. To go back to the story from earlier, the reason why we haven't heard this yet or we haven't seen Spartacus and why it's been so, albeit slow, in the in the world of, of news is because of what's happening worldwide. And yeah. PR teams across the globe are saying to themselves, there's nothing to celebrate right now. We need to shed light in more important things that are happening. So you've seen a lot of folks go quiet because... They want to bring attention to obviously what's going on in Ukraine. So, you know, I think we would have probably actually already known about this either this week or next week, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think you're right. I think this is, I think God of War is headlining it. I think we're going to see, you know, Forspoken one last time, sure. And all the little stuff in between to lead up to God of War. I don't think this is the Spartacus state of play. Mm, okay. And I, I, I don't know. Do you think that's more in lines of what they've been doing, where Spartacus will get a PS blog post and a tweet? I hope, like, in in when I say it's not going to be at that state of play, I hope it is. Oh yeah, same. Because I don't think it's going to do well if you just do a blog post. Agreed. Um, maybe if it's its own little state of play in April and get some uh-huh. eyes on it there so that it has its own events and p- people could celebrate it there. Um, I think it all depends on how much confidence Sony has in that service. Sure. Which I feel like you, if you're launching this service coming off mm-hmm. of 
what is the mixed reception of now, you need some pageantry behind it. Yeah. You know? Well, do you do yeah. you do you think it would be better served as its own state of play or like no in this one? I think Spartacus needs to be in a state of play that is headlined by a huge thing like God of War. I think I think people need to come if you set that expectation of here's the state of play March twenty twenty two headlined by God of War Ragnarok, that's going to get a ton of people to watch. And in that, having a lot of eyes on it, that is when you should probably talk about Spartacus. Yeah. So the most people possible uh, the, that are hyped for one of the biggest games of the year are going to learn about your new service. I think that just makes too much sense. Yeah. You know what? Now that you say it, that makes perfect sense. Like if you if you open up with if you open up with the service. You give a good five-minute spot explaining it in depth. You end it with God of War, and then at the end, after that trailer, you go, and you could try it on, you know, PlayStation yeah, so Platinum. I I also think about the the unveiling of the PS5 console uh, during that showcase, yeah. where there was a section in there, a brief two-minute section, where it was like, here's the PlayStation Plus Instant Game Collection. Mm-hmm. And it had that brief trailer montage of all these PS4 titles that is an added benefit to PS Plus for PS5 users going forward. Mm. And it, it was just like a few graphics after the little snippets of, of game trailers of like, uh, it, this is a lifelong added benefit to your PS Plus membership available at launch or whatever it is. Yeah. So like just so, like a two, three minute thing of them just going through Spartacus, I think would do wonders for yeah. that service yeah you know what now that you're saying it you're, you're making a ton of sense yeah. yeah how about the last thing sly the, cooper infamous what, what are you more excited for there and who do you think's making them it, who's making them i don't even know i have yeah. no idea but i'm thinking back to again all the old playstation showcase are actually the last major one mm-hmm. where they had that weird chess game real life intro beforehand <laughs> god yeah we're in that had a sly cooper yeah easter egg yep and then that same showcase they trolled us with the beginning of spider-man 2 with the lightning bolt hitting yeah the street the street lamp sign or whatever so they clearly are playing with us yeah they clearly know that these have already been in talks or in, in the works. And I think they know with the success of Astrobot and Ratchet and Clank that there are still love for these oh, platformers. Yeah. So, like, if Absolutely. I'm believing anyone, the one that actually gets me the most excited is Sly. Because, again, mm-hmm. I played that one on PlayStation 1. I was like, man, this is great. Like, there was a lot of awesome 2. ideas here. Sorry, PlayStation 2. Yeah. Uh, so I, I meant uh, PlayStation Now. Yeah, I got you. I'm like, there were so many great ideas here. And what would actually get me really hyped, real talk, is if they're like, no, Sucker Punch is doing it. Oh, yeah. They're like, here's what our, 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 our you know, our, our smaller, like, B team's been working on. And, mm-hmm. and here you go. Um, mm-hmm. That would get me really hyped because that would yeah. be such a nice palate cleanser from what is one of my favorite games of all time, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And, when I think it of, is cool that both of these are sucker punch things too. Yeah, there's so much luck because that that studio so sucker punch. I love you so much. Yeah, absolutely. You're just so great. I, I, I feel like Insomniac has taken some of the shine away. Yeah, from Sucker Punch, 
But Sucker Punch is beyond talented, and they've been super talented for a long time now. Yeah, and it's awesome that people finally got to experience it with, like, Ghost of Tsushima. Which was, like, a huge risk. A huge risk. Because they were making infamous stuff for years. Yeah, there could have been a fanbite article about them, but they stuck to it. And they said, (laughs) listen, we're going to make this game so great and so authentic to its time and to its... To its uh to to the culture and it's just like, again it's it's a hit, it's an instant classic, and so to see them going okay, listen we know you like this, now let's let's show you what we also are really passionate about and give us a Sly Cooper that'd be dope, but I'm yeah. also thinking about that new like a new Infamous, and I know you're gonna give me a lot of shit here Kyle, yeah I would like it to be multiplayer. Think about it. Just think about it. Just don't hate me on this. What if I, I want to hear your pitch? Okay. Think of it the way I'm thinking about it, like Guardians in Destiny, right? You have your different powers that do different things. So for example, there's like a, a rock like a like class where like they're the beefy tank, they could take on all the hits and they're like you're, so you're thinking the second sun power you get at the very end. Exactly. You're like you're putting concrete on you and you're like the you're okay. like a bull in a china uh-huh. shop. Uh-huh. I'm thinking of like neon powers, like you're like the a mage or something. And then you get like the classic lightning from Cole. Lightning. Yeah. And like how awesome would that be? Is like you're all running around this town fighting, you know, evil powers that be. I don't hate it. Huh? Huh? I don't. It, it. The only thing, only thing that is a bit of a world breaker to me yeah. is all these super powered people fighting in a normal city in a game. Well, think about it because I'm, I'm also coming off of like Second Son because there was a lot of. Uh, super powered folk yes. but it, this is not like a mmo style this is like straight up like this is me and two buddies you know, uh, so so similar to like uh what gotham knights is is exactly is showcasing yeah that that i'd be more okay i in my head i was thinking of uh-huh. like there's 50 superhuman people out there <laughs> just no, no, going no, no, no. through it yeah yeah okay i'd be okay with that yeah. as long as as long as there's a single player story Focused experience in there experience all right yeah that you can, yeah i'm fair down enough. fair enough all right kyle oh boy let's talk about the next story on the list here let's do it jason faulkner over at ps lifestyle writes twisted metal is coming to peacock as a comedy show Twisted Metal is back, but not in the form most fans hoped. Instead, the franchise is being transformed into a live-action comedy for Peacock by Sony Pictures TV, PlayStation Productions, and Universal Television. It'll be a unique take on the property, which will have a wisecracking amnesiac fighting his way across a post-apocalyptic landscape to deliver a package for the promise of a better life. Cool premise. Sucks it's on Peacock. So here's the thing. Oh, okay. You're going to be a peacock apologist? No, I'm not going to be a peacock apologist because no, yeah, never. But like, I don't think the fact that NBC and Peacock outbid all the other streaming services is going f- for the rights to this show right. has any bearing on the quality that Twisted Metal is going to be. No, I, I th- yeah, I think like with the Halo show. Let's yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's on Paramount Plus. How many people have Paramount Plus? And the benefit there is like, yeah, they could have probably chose Netflix, but they chose Paramount because Paramount promised them that they this would be the face of their brand. Sure. And how yeah, much yeah. awareness that would bring to Xbox, right? So I'm thinking mm-hmm. the same here in terms of Twisted Metal. You get to be the face of this service. And you get all this free publicity. So yeah, I don't. As much as I let's joke be about real, Peacock, Peacock, the face of Peacock is still the Office. Exactly, it will always be the Office. Exactly, and, and and Parks and Rec. Don't you dare speak ill of Parks and Rec. I will never yeah. speak ill of Parks and Rec. Love it. Those those two shows are like perfect to me. After you get yes. past season one, the vegetables, bam, season two just perfect. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. No. I I I think this is genuinely. We'll see if Peacock lasts that long, but I think this is actually a good move for the IP. Because if Peacock yeah. goes away, guess what? That IP is still going to go somewhere. Yeah, it's not going to get hey. up and canceled. Look at look at what happened with Disney Plus with uh, Daredevil, right? It's making oh, yeah. a jump from Netflix to Disney all Plus. the Netflix shows are coming over. Heck yes, they could have left Iron Fist. Eh. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Colleen but, though. But Colleen though, um, the premise of the show though, yeah. I'm actually very excited to see this. Yeah. I, I I dig the take of, of yeah, you have to drive cross country to deliver this thing for promise of a better life. And all these other drivers are, are trying to take you out and, and, and do the same thing mm-hmm. as opposed to like, oh yeah, we're all dropped in a city and we're fighting each other with guns attached to our car. Yeah. Like that, that doesn't, that would never work. Right. In any, even back then, if they're like, let's make a twisted metal show, no, that would never happen. Yeah. Uh, but this looks and and the the thought of the always ever present danger of the, a deranged clown in an ice cream truck yeah. that's also coming after you as, as kind of like a the main villain uh, uh, opposed to all these other little drivers that are going to come in into. Uh, who is uh, I almost said Sam Fisher, not Sam. <laughs> Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Captain Thank America. You. I, was, I was thinking. Oh, oh sweet. Uh, I was thinking of his my, in my shirt. MCU. Yeah. Sam Wilson uh, yeah. name. Yeah, I think it sounds rad. I All think right. it's cool. All right. Awesome. Let's get to let's get to the last news story though. I don't have a good segue. <laughs> I was just trying to think of one on the yeah. spot and, and brain shut off. Okay. Joseph Noop, Noop over at IGN writes, Housemark's next game won't be a Returnal sequel. PlayStation Studios' Housemark's next game won't be a Returnal sequel, according to comments from studio managing director Ilari Kutinen, Venture Beat reports. In an interview with journalists at last week's Dice Awards, Housemark leaders spoke at length about the future of the studio, future projects, and the studio's relationship to PlayStation at a time when the publisher is increasing focus on live service games. Quote, we're one of the very last dinosaurs making arcade games, Kooten had said. Next Machina a few years ago was very much a shoot 'em up game in the style of the coin ops from the 80s. That's sort of a clue, but it's interesting. We've been thinking about that. We had our stint working on multiplayer games because a few years back, it seemed like you needed to have some kind of multiplayer experience. We tried that and we really didn't do it as well. But it, but it's early days with us starting a new game, a new IP, co- concepting it out. We'll see what comes with that, end quote. Returnal director Harry Kruger added that Housemark is, quote, trying to hold onto that identity, end quote, as a studio focus on arcade games, and that multiple genres can co- 
coexist. Quote, there can be live service games, multiplayer games, games with many different sensibilities, Kruger said. Returnal is just another voice. At this stage, we're quite proud of what we accomplished with Returnal, and we're quite excited to pr- pursue that same j- trajectory as a company, end quote. A lot of hints here, right? So let's talk yes. about the first one, right? Uh we're quite excited to pursue the same trajectory as a company. He means making that jump from next machina over to returnal. So I'm assuming that they're getting an even bigger budget to pursue a arcade shoot 'em up. Sweet. Awesome. Next machina is rad, by the way. Next machina is super rad, super yeah. dope. And to see what they were, they've done with returnal. Um, has me extremely excited of what they're going to do with whatever IP they do next. Yeah. And I would really actually like them to be the company that just goes, you know what? Kind of like a from software in a sense of like, and trust me, just go with me for this ride for just a second where they're just like, yeah, no, we don't need like to sequel everything. We can make one game here and we can make a, D- yes. game in a different universe there and we can make a uh-huh. game in a different universe there like one of the many reasons that rumor has it that Miyazaki even made Dark Souls 3 was because he did not like Dark Souls 2 and so that you know he he wanted a solid ending on that so to see you know them go and jump into different projects in that similar vein of like gameplay first over everything has me pumped Oh, I'm so pumped. I cannot wait for whatever comes next for them. As I was reading this, I had flashes of Returnal in my brain. Same. And I'm like, man, I want to go back to Atropos and just play around a little bit. Because the the more we are further away from Hmm. Returnal, which actually, was it March last year? Uh, Late April. Late April. Okay. Um, So almost a year. We're coming pretty close to a year away from it. Yeah. Just that game gets even more special the more I think about it. And Housemark is a beyond talented studios, a studio, and I'm happy it's part of PS Studio now. Studios now, um, yeah, I can't can't wait because that is something that that they've always done. Yeah. They've always every game has been something while the same kind of concept have always had a different skin to it or a different world, a different. Uh, vibe to each one, and yeah. I really, really appreciate that from them. Absolutely, absolutely. I I can't wait what they 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 come up with next. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. That's that. I'm also excited about this Gran Turismo review roundup, Kyle. Grand I ran Turismo. out of segues. I was thinking I thought I was on fire at the beginning. We're of making this. a pit stop. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be returning to that one. All right, son of a bitch. I'm it again. Kyle, let's talk about some of the reviews. I want I want to you read the, the first one, I read the next one, you read the one after that and then I read the yeah. question. There sure. you go. Look at us problem solving on the fly. Uh IGN gave Gran Turismo 7 a 90, uh written by Luke Riley, mixing the original GT's trend-setting format with GT Sport's stern but very successful focus on competitive online racing, Gran Turismo 7 makes a few errors, but is a potent podium performance from developer Polyphony Digital. And Games Radar also rates it a 90. Justin Towel, or Towel, I'm sorry, I pronounced 
your name so wrong. What's wrong with me? Everything that made GT Sports so good, plus everything that made Gran Turismo series games great. A simply stunning driving game and a superb showcase for PlayStation 5. Over at Digital Trends, Tomas Frances gave it an 80. Gran Turismo 7 is a comprehensive racing simulator with features that will please series fans, those looking to learn about cars, and people who just want to race casually. While this simulator is more focused on making the player feel elegant rather than exhilarated, it sticks to its vision and highlights the power of the PlayStation 5. Mm. Now that said, we will have our review of uh, Gran Turismo 7 at the very end of the show. Uh, I know some of y'all don't want any type of spoilers or anything whatsoever, so we're putting that at the end of the show for y'all. But before we get into all that, Toxic writes in, I was so excited about GT7, like unbelievably excited because GT Sport was so grossly underwhelming. But then I heard in reviews that there are microtransactions. I'm so glad I didn't pre-order and waited for reviews. Now I'll wait until it's on sale at best. This had me thinking. What are other games that forced or face a similar situation? I don't remember a specific game that I wanted to get, but didn't because I heard about microtransactions. I'd usually find out after the fact, but I was curious if you guys had a similar prior experience when you were excited about a game and then waited for reviews just to end up not buying it uh, at all, just because of something specific you learned about that game. Doesn't have to be about microtransactions. Was there any any time? And first and foremost, I do want to say a little spoiler alert about our GT7 review. We it did not impact Adam's experience, but again, at the very end, at the very end, um, I think the the one game that had me bummed out was Battlefront 2 and its gross microtransactions. Mm-hmm. But like a schmuck, I still bought it because I love Star Wars, and apparently like getting hurt. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't, it, I, I, likewise, I still bought this game and I have every year, but I, I'm bummed every single time it's been NBA 2k, Mm. uh, their, their micro transactions are egregious. I Mm. forgot what year it was. I mean, we were doing the show, so it had to be within the last three or four iterations of it, but they were charging a ridiculous amount just to change your character's hair. Right. And then, and then, because VC is what they use, and you use that for everything to upgrade your player and buy clothes for your player, or whatever. But like, just to change your hair it was like something ridiculous, like five thousand VC, which is a lot to just yeah. change your character's hair. In addition to, they had that really gross thing where it was basically gambling for Ultimate Team, like you. Would yeah, we were spin literally a wheel. in a casino, right? Yeah, it was. It was really gr- gross, and I never even go to that section of that game um so that comes instantly to mind and then like within seconds of me hearing the harry potter music we know the story there but like that that's <laughs> that's such a huge bummer to me yeah. as a dream game of mine but yeah yeah um again i'm really pumped for gran turismo 7 and later on in the show you'll understand why but before we get into all of that we get into your questions it's time for some flash news Resident Evil, gotta go fast, gotta go fast. fast. Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 are getting PlayStation 5 and Xbox enhancements slash upgrades for free coming later this year. Dope. Dope. Can't wait to be terrified. That HDR, though. Ooh-wee. 
better. You see the screenshots? Yeah. Oh man, that that screenshot of RE7 in, in that very dark boiler room thing. Oh boy, that's gonna add so much uh, tension to that game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, I can't wait. My heart can barely take it. <laughs> uh, the Uncharted movie has grossed an impressive $226 million already. Million? Kyle, it looks like there's hope for video game movies after uh, all. Feels good. I'm feels excited. Feels good. Maybe they give another crack at the Warcraft movie. Maybe eh. don't, and you hire me as a consultant so you get it right. Eh, we don't need it. No, you're right. We probably don't. But you know they're going to try. You know they're going to try. Absolutely. You know, real talk, Kyle, it does seem like Hollywood's starting to get it. They really are. It's frightening. They're they're understanding how to adapt a video game. Yeah. I mean, granted, Uncharted, I think, is the easiest Mm -hmm. of all adaptions you could possibly make. Yeah, because it's pretty much just Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. But so awesome. It seems like. The what PlayStation's doing or practicing the, that PlayStation Productions, we're starting to see the the fruit bear, and it's uh, it looks like it doesn't taste all that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that that one worked. That one worked. I'm on fire again. Insomniac cleans up house at Dice Awards. This comes from PS Lifestyle. Winners of the 25th annual Dice Awards have been announced in the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences with. Insomniac's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Hazelight Studios It Takes Two dominating the show. Ratchet's first PlayStation 5 outing looked, uh, or sorry, took home the most awards, winning four out of the eight categories that it was nominated under. Meanwhile, co-op adventure It Takes Two won yet another Game of the Year trophy. It was also a good night for publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment in general as it picked up two awards for Housemark's PS5 game, Returnal. Kena Bridge of Spirits was nominated Nominated for numerous categories, but unfortunately did not win any of them, which is a goddamn shame. I, hey, I put that in there. Nominated is pretty great, though. Yeah. For your first game? Nuts. Absolutely. Also, it's weird, though, Kyle. Ratchet yeah. wins the most awards. Does it take home best uh, game best of the game? year? Yeah. I mean, at this point, awards are just I whatever. At this point. If it's not the trophy rewards, exactly. why bother? It's an enigma as yeah. to why the decisions are made. Yeah. But. Horizon Forbidden West patch 1.06 fixes a lot of things. Poppins and Aloy won't mention her stash as much. <laughs> I So I know a lot of people hate that. Yeah. I doesn't, I doesn't bother me at I all. I get a little giggle out of it at worst. I don't even notice it really that much. Well, Mystic Stiff noticed, because he writes in, what are your opinions of reviewers not giving the full picture? Uh, For example, Horizon is really buggy with frame rate drops, crashes, trophies not popping, etc. Then Elden Ring, not being great on PC or PS5, and rather uh, rather Digital Foundry said, play the PlayStation 4 version on PlayStation 5 or Xbox with VMR, whatever that is. I don't feel like these games get so highly rated if they are like that. I know people argue that they are reviewing the game based off of no bugs as they will get patched out. But if a company is prepared to sell us their game like that, then it should be reviewed based on that. Thoughts? My immediate thoughts are not everyone gets those bugs while playing. I haven't had any of those issues in Horizon during my playtime. 
I haven't had any issues with the PS5 version of Elden Ring, actually. Uh, I've seen some wild things in Elden Ring. I've seen our friend Mike in the middle of a boss fight uh, about to kill the boss, and then Elden Ring goes under maintenance, <laughs> and it boots oh. it back to the main menu. Oh, Right as he hit like the killing blow. Oh. So, like, I know that hurts. Oh. Uh, but, like, I feel like it doesn't... Those issues... Hey. Oh, I know. Those issues aren't the same for everybody. So I don't know. Um, I'm actually with you, Mystic Stiv. I, I think we're getting accustomed to, like, oh, these are just how games come out. Um, but I also think at the same exact time, it is the age of the Rona. Um, a lot of people will argue day one patch, but, you know, as sometimes it is day one, there is a patch. Um, sometimes there is a promise of a patch, and that's why you're like, okay, fine. But sometimes that patches get post or, or pushed. But usually, midway through you playing a game, it'll have that day one patch uh, into that game. Then it'll fix whatever bugs you, you you get. So as a person that's gotten games early, I definitely understand giving them the benefit of the doubt. But you're also right in the in the same exact time of like, From Software has a history of putting out games that are hot on release. This is no different. Like the PlayStation, uh, sorry, the PC version that I got to play early had weird stuttering issues, and I just chalked it up to my PC, and I was just glad to be there. Um, and then on the PS5 version, there is, if you're talking like, if people were complaining about Poppin on Horizon, where are you here for Elden Ring? Because the Poppin is atrocious to me. Like I'm seeing textures load up. Um, I've seen bosses constantly. The dragons in this game are broken as all hell. Um, they constantly uh, phase out of combat and you have to go back in and kind of ruins the flow of the combat. Um, yeah, and, and, and with the connection issues as well uh, that people have had online, like a good friend, Mike, I really just kill my soul. It, 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 it is a problem because I think the other thing is a lot of these, they don't hand out all the copies, right? So like you yeah. get maybe about 100 people playing this game early or, or a couple hundred people people playing this game early that's a very small faction or fraction of people that are going to be experiencing these bugs and they may not it may be like yeah you need the whole bunch you know day one hundred thousand people playing and then you got to get to see these these things happen in real time but there is also that thing of like yeah it's 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 like we're kind of fine with it which is kind of weird again i give i give a lot of the does the benefit of the doubt right now because Mm -hmm. of the conditions we're under but yeah. At the same exact time, it is it is a bummer because it's taken me out of the experience of Horizon and it has taken me out of the experience of Elden Ring. Um I must not be paying good enough attention while playing games. Cause I notice like bugs here yeah. and there. Yeah. But I don't notice a whole lot of popping. Or anything like that. So, like, it doesn't affect my playing. Yeah. And, and trust me, I haven't experienced much of the issues sure. from Horizon. Um, I ex- experienced them here or there. But, like, it's it doesn't take away my, my experience. I have gotten experiences out of Elden Ring that take me out sure. of that experience, though. I'll yeah, say yeah. that. I gotcha. So, again, a, a great question. Because I think it's it's way more... Um, there's a lot of layers, like like a, like an ogre to this one. Uh, where I don't think it's as black and white as is what. Some is that a think. Shrek reference? Absolutely. Oh boy! Shrek one and two are the goat. 
recognize. Remember the scene? Remember the scene in Shrek Two where it's like cops? Yes, I do. <laughs> and there's catnip. Ah, uh, yes, and I do. And Antonio Banderas sells that. He's like, uh, uh, it's another mine. <laughs> Dude, we made we rewinded that scene countless times. That is one of the. How much catnip were you on while you were watching that? <laughs> so much. Uh, so yeah, that said. I, I give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt sometimes, but yeah, there are like there are some egregious things in Elden Ring that do take me out of it. I have some thoughts on Elden Ring. This is gonna be a long episode, but yeah, I'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, before we continue, I have some other flash news I want to oh, add. Okay. Because I, I noticed they weren't in here. Uh, your PS Plus games for the month of March. Oh, I thought we did that last week, but let's just did go we? for it now. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Runner PS Five. Ghost of Tsushima Legends, PS5, PS4, Ark Survival Evolved, PS4, and Team Sonic Racing on PS4. And GTA Online for PS5 will be joining this collection a little later, later arriving on March 15th for PS Plus subscribers. Ooh-wee. And uh, just a little bit of note, uh, I, if we did talk about this last yeah. week, but Shadow Warrior 3 coming day and date on PS Now, it will be available for two PlayStation Now subscribers until July 4th. Okay. So that is the the time window right there. I'm going to be definitely plopping it in. <laughs> um, uh, Crisis uh, Remastered is also PS Now. That, that's Relicta. Nice. Yeah. And Chicken Police. Paint it red. Oh, 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 oh. Have oh, you heard man. about Chicken Police? No. Uh, this hard-boiled detective satire is story-rich and dialogue-heavy in the grand tra- tradition of visual novels and classic adventure games. Sonny Featherland and Marty McChicken were once a legendary detective duo called the Chicken Police. But that was almost a decade ago, and time had ruthless, ruthlessly passed them by. Now Sonny and Marty are forced to work together on a case that is weirder than anything they've ever encountered, encountered before. Collect tons of clues, evidence, and highly sensitive personal information from the shady characters of Clawville to use ruthlessly against them. And yeah, you're playing as a chicken and a rooster. And the the title, the, the yeah. image, yeah. is <laughs> this chicken who I think is Sunny and Marty just back to back with a shotgun and a handgun. <laughs> It looks wild. It is Zootopia right. for adults, it looks like. I was like. going to say, my, my joke was like, I wouldn't mind if we defund that, the chicken police, but you know what? <laughs> All right, maybe maybe you made some solid points. Anyway, while you're holding on to that, prepare the drop. You are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. Just out. Elix 2. Far Changing Tides. Shadow Warrior 3. Babylon's Fall. Oof. That's not a good sign. I've seen that character creator. Oof. Oof. And Gran Turismo 7. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. With that said, Kyle, before we start the Sony Pony Express, I think here is a great time to talk about what you've been playing. And let's start with adding our good friend Adam to talk about his thoughts on Gran Turismo 7. Take it away, Future Joe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our little Gran Turismo 7 review conversation with our good friend Adam over at Game Explain. How are you, sir? I'm doing very, very well. 
Yeah, yeah. I heard you you got a you got your hands on a little on a little PlayStation exclusive. Yes. Uh, called Gran Turismo Seven, aka GT Seven, and that's about as much as I know about Gran Turismo, Adam. I know nothing about cars. I drive a Toyota uh, Corolla SE, which I hear that's called the Sport. <laughs> so I don't know anything about vehicles, uh, off-roading, nothing. I want a DeLorean because it's from Back to the Future. That's it, Adam. So this is going to be an interesting conversation because you're also a newcomer to the series as well. You're not a car nut at all. This is kind of like a newcomer's perspective to the series. So I can't, I can't wait. I have no questions. It's going to be very free form. So first and foremost, what were your expectations going into it? Well, my, firstly, I can't drive yet. I'm still don't know how to drive, but so my expectations going in where I watched the state of play and during that state of play, they were talking about how accessible they are aiming to make Gran Turismo 7 for newcomers. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what piqued my interest. I've had like a passing interest in cars, I would say. Like I've, there's a few, especially Japanese cars. I just love everything Japanese, watches, games, cars. So I have like a small, slight passing interest in cars. I've watched Top Gear, the Grand Tour, like things like that. But I, I, like, I couldn't tell you what a clutch well, I know what a clutch does, but I couldn't tell you the ins and outs of what a clutch or how an engine works or it makes a car go fast. So yeah. going into so going into this, I just heard it's an they're trying to make it extremely accessible for new players. So that's what piqued my interest. And then obviously it's going to be a showcase for the PlayStation 5. So as a PlayStation fanboy, I may as well give it a go. <laughs> so, all right. So as a newcomer, this game's supposed to be fit for us newcomers. Do you feel like it was... Uh, accessible for someone who's just completely new to the series? Oh, absolutely. I was blown away by how accessible it is. So you start the game off and you do this weird music rally thing where you have to drive around the track to music. And as you get to new checkpoints, the time extends. It's it's really weird. Some of the tracks are good. Some of the tracks are a bit crap. But anyway, that, that's beside the point. But then you go to the license center. And there's five licenses, like, a, there's yeah, so there's five licenses that have 10 challenges each, I believe. Mm-hmm. And when you, like, the start of it is very easy. So the first one, I think, is you're in a Mazda 2, which is a small little hatchback. And it's basically just teaching you stopping distances. So it's, you start on a line, and then it, it challenges you with ending, finishing in a little square, basically. So you have mm. to then learn exactly how to accelerate, exactly how to brake. And then there's gold, or there's bronze, silver, and gold, mm-hmm. depending on what time you finish it in. And then eventually it just ramps up from there. So, you know, you might have to take a one corner, and then the next one after that would be taking two corners. And then the next one after that would be taking, say, one corner while the track is wet, and then take mm. two corners while the track is wet. And it just progressively goes up, and it teaches you absolutely everything you need to know about the game. And from start to finish, like, I was an absolute noob from the start, and then near the end, while... I'm sure if you watch my gameplay, I probably look really bad, but I've improved so much. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, because like for me, I'm not much of a like racing car guy, but there's something about like I believe Dirt Five oh. that was just it, it 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 was it was a good way of like gradually leaning you into the racing. And I'm really happy that it doesn't just plop you into the world. This is actually saying, no, 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 no. 
step-by-step. We're going to teach you how weather affects the roads, which we'll get into in just a sec. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to kind of ease you into it. Cause that actually excites me because again, as someone who just doesn't know how to break in a video game, um, that's awesome. That's going to be a teacher for you. So let's talk about the tracks real quick and how weather affects it. Cause that was the, uh, a focus that I feel like a lot of uh, GT fans were actually really excited about. So if you could elaborate on the tracks and, and, and that weather mechanic. So the weather is insane. Mm. Oh yeah. So I remember they were going on for ages in that state of play. Like, Oh, if you're in Japan, it's, it'll simulate weather like Japan. If you're in America, it will simulate weather like America. But I've never mm. been to Japan. I've been to America. I have live in Ireland, so I bes- I'm beside England where there are a few tracks. And the weather is very realistic. But it's how it affects the game that makes it really interesting. Because mm. driving on a wet track is absolutely impossible. Like, <laughs> firstly the visibility is ruined because you have, firstly, you have really heavy raindrops hitting your car, your windscreen. And then after that, there's the splashback from the cars in front of you. And at some mm-hmm. points you seriously cannot see anything. And you just have to kind of rely on the mini map or your previous knowledge of the, the track to navigate it. Mm-hmm. And like learning, trying to, trying to navigate around the track with, well, on a, or trying to navigate around a wet track is really difficult because you would assume, oh yeah, okay, I'm coming into this corner, I'm in fourth gear, I'm going pretty fast, so I'll break, I'll leave a bit of extra braking distance. But the amount of times that I was like, yeah, I left a perfect amount of braking distance, I hit the brakes, and then the car just starts spinning out, and I'm like driving <laughs> around like a madman. And uh, just, I I love this game so much that I went out and bought a Logitech G29, so if you see me doing any of these motions, that's yeah. because of the steering wheel, but and when you go, it, the steering wheel has force feedback. And when you spin out with a steering wheel, it's game over. It just goes absolutely everywhere. It's insane. But I oh, love that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay, the tracks, the weather sounds awesome. And you talked about the racing wheel. Um, usually we save this segment for the, for the end, but I really want to get into it right now. Haptic feedback, the, the adaptive triggers. Yep. How how does it do it in this game? So you've said you've played Dirt 5, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, that was on the PS5? It was. It, yes. it felt great. Yeah. That that, that changed, my, changed my perspective on racers, full stop. Now, Same. It's, it's a lot more subtle than Dirt 5, because in Dirt 5, if I can recall correctly, the triggers really rumbled because the ground was, was yep. a lot, like, what was just, like, it's a dirt track, so it's crazy. But... I feel that the haptics in the dual sense on GT7 more simulate kind of the feel of bumps and surfaces rather mm-hmm. than just like rattling like crazy. So if you're, say you're going around the corner and you mount a curb on the right, you'll get a slight bump on the right side of the controller. Mm-hmm. And then when you're harshly braking, there's there's a lot of tension on the on the left trigger. And then if you start to lose grip on a track, that's when the right trigger starts to kind of act up. But when you're accelerating, the right trigger doesn't really do anything. It's only when you start to lose grip. So, oh, wow. That's cool. So it's yeah. a great little indicator of like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, something's so about you to can go like down. feel the track rather than like, I think in Dirt 5, you could feel the track, but it was more just, 
we are just going to rattle this right trigger as yeah. much as possible. That's awesome because like, since you don't drive, I drive, humble brag. Um, <laughs> when when I lose traction, like I, I feel the wheel go a little bit. Yep. So it seems like that's what it's simulating mm. at the moment. Also, yeah. if you hear a phone, that's 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 me. Um, that being said, I, I, I'm excited for this dual sense functionality. This is kind of selling me on the game. Not gonna lie, uh, but let's talk about one thing that I saw and it kind of freaked me out a little bit, and that is the customization of all these cars. Like it's very intricate. Yeah. It seems like there's just hundreds of doodads that go in these engines that I've never been aware about mm -hmm. gaskets and whatnot. Is that overwhelming as a newcomer? Uh, it can be, but I think they did a good job of making it accessible. So there's the auto parts, which is where you buy the, the stuff and, and put them onto your cars. But then there's also this like stat sheet. So mm. I'll start with the auto shop. So you go into the auto shop and I think there's five sub menu or five menus. And it's like novice, semi racer, racer, professional and whatever i forget what the last one is but anyway it's just increasing increasingly more or better parts so you can buy like better suspension better clutches better brakes and they all affect the pp rating which is basically the power of the car mm. and like that's that's easy to get a grasp of it's like okay if i spend twenty thousand credits on a new clutch it's going to be better than my previous clutch or if i spend ten thousand credits on new brakes it's going to be better than my old brakes yeah. but then so that was accessible. But then you go onto this stat sheet. And once you see this stat sheet, I was just looking at it. I was like, hmm, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> now, you, you, I didn't interact with the stat sheet once. So it's it's accessible from that standpoint that a newcomer can just buy the new parts. And I'm sure for all the like hardcore racers, there's going to be, excuse me, there's going to be loads of customization there. Like it tells you the, the torque, the, the weight, the zero to 60 the and then you can go in and depending on what suspension you bought you can adjust it to different heights and it, oh. the game does explain things like i could be this this could be completely wrong but i'm pretty sure if you want more downforce you put your suspension lower and you can mm -hmm. adjust that so on a track where you want to stick to the on a, on a track where you want to stick to the track say there's a lot of windy bends yeah. you will put the suspension lower and then on like a dirt track, you would put the suspension higher. I think that's maybe how it works. The game kind of <laughs> explains it, but it's kind of a bit too much for my head. Sure, sure. So for overall, it, it does a pretty darn good job of explaining things to, to oh, newcomers. Yeah, big time. And yeah. then on top of that, there's the cafe, which is kind of like the main area. So you go into the cafe and the coffee and everything is really realistic. It's probably the most realistic looking food I've seen in a racing game ever. But you go into the cafe and you're given these menu books and it would be, say, oh, you have to collect three Japanese hatchbacks. And mm -hmm. it would give you the three cars. It would be, say, a Honda Civic Type R, uh, Suzuki Swift Sport, and then another type of Japanese hatchback that I can't think of the name of. And then from there, you will then go to the World Circuit, which is where you choose your missions. And then the missions, there'll be three races that have rewards that are the three cars that you're looking for. So mm. it's constantly introducing you to different classes of cars. So you start off with a really low end, like a Honda Fit, a Toyota Aqua, and a Mazda 2 or a Mazda Demio, I believe what it's called in America. But so they're like just, you know, typical family hatchbacks. Yeah. And then eventually it goes up. You then will get into some 
you know, race cars and then something higher end, like some like some Italian sports cars. And then eventually mm-hmm. you'll start to unlock track cars and track cars just glue to the track. The difference in like, you know, a Honda Civic Type R, which is kind of aggressive and like hard to get down on the track and mm-hmm. like an Audi R8 that's been decked out with, with track gear. It's just insane how, how it sticks to the surface. Uh, let's talk about the cars real quick because I bet that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, do you know how many of, of them are off the top of your head? Uh, I believe there's 400. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. And in my like 20, I played the game for about 20 hours for the review. Yeah. I think I've unlocked maybe 65. Mm. Uh, varieties there. Uh, you know, again, I I know Tesla's not there and people made a stick. No, no, about no, that. Tesla is there. You can buy oh. a, oh, a Series S, I believe. But they have like the old the older models. So I think the the like the newest year might be like 17 or 18. Like there's no cars after 2017 or 18. Yeah. yeah. So when you so how you buy cars is there's the used car lot, which is you go on and it's listed like a used car website. And it actually shows you the mileage on the cars. Like the Carfax. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) so you go on that. And from what I can tell, it like cycles out some kind of cell and then a new one would come in. And there, that's when you, where you can buy the more kind of, I would say the more interesting cars myself. Like you can buy the old, like a 90s Japanese or Honda NSX or, you know, like again, the Civic Type R or Subaru and Pretza, things like that. Mm. But then there's the brand central and it's broken up into, Europe, America, and then Asia Pacific. So obviously Europe, like you can go in and it breaks them down by uh, country. Mm-hmm. So you could have a lot of English, like English brands like McLaren, Mini, things like that. And then you work your way down. Well, Mini are owned by BMW, I think. But yeah. Then you go into German and you have BMW, Audi, and you can click in and each one could have, say, four to maybe eight cars to buy. And they range in you know, like a, a sporty hatchback to like a mid-range, well, mid-range sports car to like a full-on track car. Yeah. How's the detail on them? Oh, oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said I said in my review, I was actually, I brought my PlayStation downstairs into my sitting room and I finished up a race and it was kind of like on like the replay camera and my mom walks in. She's like, is that a video? I was like, no, 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 that that's a game. And she's like, whoa. There's there's two graphics modes, and it kind of gets a bit confusing with the graphics modes. Okay, okay. So there's a frame rate mode and a ray tracing mode. But both of them say they run in 4K, whether that's a checkerboard or if it's native 4K, I don't know, but they run in 4K. But the ray tracing mode only enables ray tracing and other graphical features during replays and like in the garage when you're looking at your cars. Okay. So during gameplay, ray tracing is disabled and it still runs at 60 FPS. So both modes in gameplay, I'm pretty sure, are indistinguishable. Mm. So, and I didn't really notice much difference in the performance. Some of the menus in the ray tracing mode ran at 30 FPS, which was, I think was a bug because now they run at 60 FPS. Okay. And then in the frame rate mode, everything runs really smoothly. But like, what did you Oh, I, I I always choose frame rate. That's right. God bless. Yeah, mostly because like with the ray tracing, if you're loading into a menu, sometimes mm-hmm. it can take that extra bit, uh, the extra bit longer because if you're going in to edit your car, it obviously needs yeah. to render the car with ray tracing. Now the ray tracing is amazing, but I think it kind of adds a small bit of like blur 
okay. around the car. It, it's weird. Uh, it's it's weird to explain, but it does. Kinda like I think, the horizon shimmering. Yeah, kind, yeah, actually, kind of. It's yeah. almost like a okay. blur around the edge, and at some parts it looks great, and other times it can look a bit a bit iffy. Okay, excellent. So performance it is. Um, and let's see, is there anything else? How does this game sound? That's the last thing. Cars need so, to go vroom vroom. Oh yeah, amazing. So I I, I pointed out. Oh, and that three D sound. Yeah, Look at I, that. yeah. So I pointed out in the review that driving in a tunnel with headphones mm-hmm. on. It's there, there's one race where it was a load of like imagine imagine uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, yeah. like a load of like a Nissan GTR and and cars like that in a tunnel. And I was mm-hmm. just sitting there, and I had ray tracing mode on, so leading up with the panning camera, it has ray tracing on, and I was just revving the car up, and you can hear the pops and bangs, and it was enclosed in a tunnel, and the sound was unreal. Wow! All right, man, I am. You got me here, man. Real talk. While we were talking, I went on the PlayStation app. <laughs> I pre-ordered this game because you sold me on the dual sense. You sold me on the sound. You sold me that even a big dumb idiot like me could get into this game. Um, the last thing that, you know, I would, you know, we don't do rating or anything like that. Yeah. Are you going to, or do you see, and this is very important to us. This is a trophy room after all. Do you see that this trophy is attainable and are you going for that plat? Uh, so I've noticed one thing is that trophies are, I can't see the trophy list. Okay. When you but get they're it, not live yet. Yeah. When you get a PlayStation game early. So I've no clue. I think I've about 25% of the trophies. Okay. Now I have a feeling maybe one of the trophies might be something along the lines of like beat every race and come first. And if that happens, yeah. I don't think I'll go for the platinum, yeah. but I'm actually apologies for any bumps. Okay. I'm going to, no, I'm going to remove this from my seven. desk. But here is oh the wheel. Oh my God. Okay. I'm trying to not destroy my mic. <laughs> The wires plug. The wires plugged into my PlayStation, so I just have to <laughs> remove that. So here is yeah. the wheel, the Logitech G29. It cost me three hundred and thirty euro, Ooh. but it was worth absolutely every single cent. I I finished up the review yesterday, and I woke mm-hmm. up this morning, and I'm still playing Gran Turismo Seven, and it's That's awesome. I love the game, but the wheel has definitely made it a lot better. All right. That's awesome. Hey, shout out Logitech. Maybe someone yeah, our well, way. maybe, maybe, maybe they will. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm so glad that you're loving it. And knowing that, like, you know, before we came through here, you were like, hey, I've played Dying Light, I've played Horizon, I've played Elden Ring all for review. And to find that this game is hooking you so much that even those three games, you're like, I need to go play GT7 right now. Yeah, that that's a game that's that's hooking me right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to speak on this game, or is, is there anything you know, like, else I would like to mention? Let's think. Let's think. I think I did. A, I think I covered most things. There's a cool editor where you can change the look of your car. So I got a Toyota mm-hmm. Yaris, a, a big souped-up version, <laughs> made it green. Green's my favorite color, not just because I'm Irish. It's just my favorite yeah. color. And I made it green. Gave it a black bonnet, a black roof, a black spoiler, and green brake. You can even you can even customize the color of your brake calipers as well. Mm. so there, there's loads of customization there i tested out the multiplayer a few times and it worked grand but i couldn't mm-hmm. get a full lobby because there wasn't that many people playing it right i'm assuming you know there's a chance we might get some internet issues when uh the, when the the game launches the because of the amount of people who are going to be playing it oh okay. one last thing yeah 
the game is always online. Okay. That's thank you. Thank you for letting yeah, me know. Yeah, that, that that was very big because I was having some connection issues, like internet issues myself. Mm-hmm. My broadband has been all over the place, but and no matter what you're doing, you're in the middle of the menus. You're in the middle of the fifth lap of a race, which is the, the exact line from my review. I'm very, I'm very original, <laughs> but it kicks you straight back to the menu. And the only thing you can do is do one single arcade race that is one lap of a track, and that's it. It also has a Oof. sorry, yeah, things are just coming back to me. It also has a, <laughs> a split screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could actually play this with my paw. Yeah. He it loves a good car. All yeah, right. no, it has split screen. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm going to, sorry, again, with the wheel. When it yeah. came to the wheel, I didn't buy the, the gear stick or the shifter, as uh, the Americans would call it. That's the, that's the thing. I reviewed Gran Turismo on an American YouTube channel. So yeah. I, I couldn't. It's like I had to navigate around the terms. Like, we call it petrol. <laughs> you call it gas. You call yeah. it a hood. We call it a bonnet. We call it a, a gear stick. You call it a shifter. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I didn't buy the shifter. It just has paddles. Okay. Oh, oh like so you can just now. Shift also, one last thing too for me. Um, I don't do clutch over here in America. We have automatic vehicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it, it automatic? Oh yeah, yeah. So it is automatic. Okay, so it, the the pedals come with a brake, brake okay. accelerator, and clutch, and then you can either in the settings you can change if you want to do manual or automatic. Oh, I was playing a manual because I got the paddles. Yeah. So I and it kind of it it helps you understand the track a bit better too. Sorry, mm. I'm rambling. Uh, another thing, again. <laughs> All right. I, I seriously, I just I, I absolutely love this game. Oh, I love it. it. You're gushing right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no. This is the last thing. Okay. The amount of difficulty op- difficulty options is great. So, oh, firstly, awesome. there's there's three different options for your for the AI difficulty, and then mm-hmm. they just get obviously increasingly harder depending on which one you choose. But then on top of that, you can change so many different things so you can go for automatic manual and then on top of that you can uh you can put on auto steering an mm-hmm. auto drive you can put on auto braking. so you can just watch it drive you don't yes, even need to you, yeah you can use yeah. uh, uh racing lines you can mm-hmm. choose uh if you want markers so on the racing line or beside the racing line there'll be markers of when you should brake mm-hmm. and then there's other things like uh abs which I believe is anti uh, anti air brake or whatever anti brakes anti brakes. Look at us. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, but but yeah, there's things like that. So it's very like it's very accessible <laughs> from a difficulty standpoint. Yeah. Now eventually, and and the amazing thing was, I found myself as I went on just slowly reducing or increasing all the all these options so that again, so it became as true to life as possible like eventually i went i went from automatic to manual and then i yeah. had the, the driving line with just the brakes or the driving line with the brake la- markers but then i got rid of the brake markers now i just have the driving line and then all the all the like uh, traction control is slowly like coming down so it's not as a uh, not not as easy i guess oh yeah sorry one last thing there's okay. also missions so <laughs> i love this yeah keep going keep yeah. going so there's also missions Mm-hmm. So there's the world circuit, which is where you do like the normal races, like you know, just drive around the track. Yeah. But then there's the missions that are really, really fun. They're they're unique challenges that give you a certain car you know, on a certain track, and one might be, uh, you know, a one lap trial. That that yeah. uh, one that I said with all the Japanese sports cars in the tunnel, that was a one lap trial, and it was all just Japanese sports cars. And then That's there's awesome. ones where you have to drive, 
and you have to knock cones over and you have to get all the cones in the in the in the time and go to the finish line and these are all rated on bronze silver and gold and then there's also rally tracks which i completely forgot to mention and the rally tracks are are insane especially with the wheel because as you're driving the wheel is literally like going like this and you have to stabilize it it's it's serious it's amazing and then there's drift challenges and the drift challenges are super fun but i'm terrible at them <laughs> well man this sounds like a this sounds like a treat this sounds like a, a awesome must have if you're a car guy and maybe yeah. even check it out if you're a newbie like us that said adam thank you so much for coming on for talking about gt7 with us uh where can people find you where can people check out your review so my review is on game explain which i do freelance work for mm-hmm. uh my twitter handle is at adzyyt adzyyt and then i have my own youtube channel with a humble 1200 subscribers called Ooh. adzy gaming where i just you know do reviews impressions i do the odd live stream as well so yeah, right. I'm pretty chill when it comes to my my own videos. Are pretty relaxed. Like it's just kind of having a conversation with a camera about whatever game I'm talking about. My most recent mm-hmm. video was on Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. Like five years later, review kind of thing. Oh, that's awesome! All that below in the description. Go check out all of Adam's work. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, review uh, code provided get... by Sony. There we I almost go. forgot that too. Look <laughs> at that. Yeah, review. Brought to you by Sony. Please don't sue us. With all that yes. said, <laughs> back to the show. Wow, wow. What a terrific talk, Kyle. Wasn't that great? Oh, it was fantastic. We learned it so much. So much. Real talk. Uh, I pre-ordered that game. <laughs> did you, you did? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During I'm still the thinking about jumping on the Steelbook. I was very Debating tempted it. as well. Uh, I, I, Yeah, I, I really dug what he had to say. And for me, I'm like, as long as there's a DeLorean in it, then it's perfect. Everything else, you know, whatever. So if there's a DeLorean in it, or if I could drive my Toyota Corolla, (laughs) something about it. I just want to drive my car. I Uh, mean, that's the thing. I think the reason why I want it so bad, and um, I've said it before, it's not that I'm going to dive into it and really play it a ton. Yeah. I just want to show my dad how far racing and car games have come from same. PlayStation 1 when he used to play with me. Yeah, same. Because I think his mind will be blown <laughs> by what it is, what it looks like now. Yeah, yeah, same with my dad, because he's more of a car nut than I. The car culture. Yeah, it's for the, yeah, it's for the car culture. That said, Kyle, all that's yeah. great. But it's time to get into what you've been playing. And I made a statement that I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West... Uh-huh. And Elden Ring at the same time. Oh, do you like them both? Um, I love them both. How dare you? You're not allowed to like both of them. Kyle, I even stated this here uh, on the good old Twitter sphere. I really do feel like I'm playing two two games that are going to be on my top ten games of all time. And I think they do such a great job. Like to me, Horizon does a great job of what things like Elder Elden Ring miss for me. Which is like, I prefer the open world in, in Horizon much more. Uh-huh. I prefer the story in Horizon also much more. But then when it comes to just the straight up, like, linear level design and um, the combat of of Elden Ring, I prefer a whole lot more. And I feel like they both do just such a great job balancing each other out for me mm-hmm. that I am having an absolute blast playing both of these games. Do you remember how you were afraid of having both of them? And you're like, how am I going to play Horizon with Elder Ring a week out? And, and am I going to play Elder Ring first and then not get there? Like, 
it's it's awesome for me to hear that you are having just as equally uh, as much fun with both of them at the same time and yeah. not worried about that. Yeah, and and don't don't get me wrong, I do get a little like guilty. I'm like, oh, I could be. Oh playing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should like be playing time. this. And like when whenever I'm playing Horizon, I could be playing Elden Ring. When I'm playing Elden Ring, I could be playing Horizon. Uh-huh. It's like it. That's that's the biggest issue for me. But um, in terms of Elden Ring, I t- I texted you this here right here right now a few days ago. <laughs> no, what's wrong with me? <laughs> um, it is. I feel like at times this is I'm playing not just from software's greatest game they've ever made, but one of the greatest games I've ever played. And then there are other times where I'm, I'm befuddled at some of the things they've chosen to do. So uh-huh. it is truly a <laughs> I'm gonna say it's gonna piss people off. A breath of the situation, a breath of the wild situation, where it's like, yeah, no, this game's gonna change the way we think of open world games. But there are uh-huh. some like legitimate gripes I have with it. Yeah. So the the one thing, first and foremost, I, I want to get the positives out of the way, so people don't think I'm just bashing it to bash it, so that Horizon ends up being my game of the year. Not at all. Again, combat is great. The exploration, the discoverability of of new dungeons of new enemies and even when you're in the castle and you're just you're finding all these different routes you you feel like you're sometimes cheating when you find them but they're made just for you incredible these are some of the best boss fights i've played in a from software game hands down i found the class that suits me which is the samurai and i am absolutely loving my time with elden ring there are some problems, though, mm-hmm. and it all comes down to that open world where, again, the discoverability is there and the lore is there. It just doesn't tell me where to go well, and I'm getting lost and I'm getting a little frustrated at that being lost. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. Actually, a uh, friend of the show, Luke Lore, he is... Sorry, did I say friend of the show? You I meant, did. I meant me of the show. <laughs> He, he, uh, this is his first from software game. He's loving it, but he's just incredibly lost. And he's asking us for help. He's going on Google. And when you have to Google search, where do I go uh-huh. next? Uh-huh. That's a failure of the game. Yep. And to me as well, there is a part in the game where I didn't know you were supposed to talk to this witch. And I did uh, something before talking to her and she never spawned, which meant I, if I didn't know any better, wouldn't be able to get my spirits that would help me in combat with. And I don't know, even going into it, if I've messed up my game because of that. Uh-huh. Like if I got in a different ending just because I didn't talk to her. I think that's a mistake on this game. I'm I think- so happy you brought that up because I've, I've run into that same situation. Yeah. Where I have, I have found these spirits mm-hmm. and I'm like, why can't I summon them? What am I doing wrong? And then I'm like, Luke, I go on Google and I'm like, what did I miss? Yeah. And it's one of those things like it's I feel like this is the type of game back when we were kids in school and we were all playing the new game and we would come and talk to each other about this cool thing we found. Mm-hmm. I feel like the word of mouth for this is the only way for anyone to get through this game. Yeah. And figure out where everything is, because there there are some things that I'm like. 
I did not even know that was there. And that is such a beneficial thing for me to have right now. Yep. And and it is my biggest issue that I have. We're going to say it again with Breath of the Wild. I, oh I don't like how I am just thrown in there. And there's no direction. I feel like I'm circling. Yeah. Constantly. And while I'm with you, this is now my second from technically third because Demon Souls by Blue That's Point right. is technically from. But like. I'm having a fun time. I am genuinely thinking about it and thinking about starting over with a different class because the um, what oh you my pick? God, what you pick? Oh my God, not constable. What uh, astrologer? No, the the one that is half magic, half prisoner. Nope. Consumer? No. Uh-huh. Starts with a C. Um. Anyways, but like <laughs> I, I feel like I should just start over with a different class yeah. and then use these tips that I'm finding on Google as a way to make my runs easier and make my time in this world easier because everyone has figured out where to go already. Yeah. I kind of need that push and direction of like, hey, go here. I would have like, liked uh, a clearer uh, golden path. Yes, like I do appreciate looking at the map and seeing where the sites of grace are kind of pointing you in the direction. But here's the thing, they point fucking everywhere. Exactly, and, and that's what I'm learning. Yeah. And I would really love a, 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 of how, like, I find this NPC, right? And I know this is a thing from Bloodborne, and yeah. it didn't do it there, so I should have expected it. But, like, I find an, an NPC and start a quest, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tell me anything about that quest and what step I'm on with it. Yeah, like I feel like I would love a. Oh, you talk to this person. This is the next step. Yeah, I think their their crypticness works when their games. Yeah, well, their crypticness works when their games are linear because it kind of shows fair, fair. With an open world game, it's all just guesses. And and now where some things just show up at night and some things only show or happen during the day. That adds a whole nother layer of things to keep track of. Yeah. And it's and a little crazy. If, if, yeah, if, if I miss one thing a guy says to me, I, I, something, I'm not a fan of that. And I, and yeah. I, I'm also not a fan of real talk of like any critique you have on this game besides it being perfect is like, you're wrong. I'm like, no, there's like obviously some problems with it. Overall, though, like, again, what I've just I've showered this game in praise. I think it's one of the best games ever made. But there are some really there are some errors here. And it's OK to admit that. Which, oh, man, you're you're firing me up at 1020 p.m. on a Wednesday night. I feel <laughs> I feel like people just because it's a from game, it yep. gets that pass. Yeah. And so I feel like that did such a disservice to Returnal last year when it came to award season. Sure. Returnal is also a super difficult game. Yeah. But a lot of people nitpicked about that game and that's that difficulty and every little tiny thing that was wrong with it. But Elden Ring has some of those same things that are wrong with it. But because it's a from game. It gets that pass. Yeah. Again, I've I've noticed numbers of glitches or numbers it. of pop-ins, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, this kind of oof. Maybe I maybe I should have waited a week or two, you know, for sure. it to get mm-hmm. ironed out. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the the game isn't. It's not a 97 for me, but I you know, it, but like a number in my head doesn't really 
matter. It's still an no. amazing game that just oh, has absolutely. A, a few problems just here or there. Yeah. As yeah. a non-From fan, I'm yeah. getting into them. Yeah. I think Elden Ring is a spectacle and it deserves all the praise for yeah. what it's doing. Yeah. And like, it, it's just, there's some things that could be in, in 2022. I feel like games have progressed to a certain point where yeah. some of these quality of life things should be in there. Like yeah. just telling me where to go. Just tell me where Having to go. some sort of quest log. That's, I mean, I feel like that should be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I hear you there. That yeah. being said though, I do like the, uh, the, the grace points that are littered throughout the way because yeah. Miyazaki is right in that regard where it's like, the game's not easier. Stop with this argument. It's never going to be easier. Stop. But what we are doing is like every little obstacle you get, obstacle course you get past, there's a there's a place of grace there for you to rest at. Or I, the other thing, I like the, the oh, martyr the statue. The Mercata statues, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. There's a, there's a nice little respite where you can that be like, That is really nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could breathe a little bit. So, yeah, again, this game is fantastic. And some of the boss fights are truly incredible. Um, pinnacle of, of, of From Software. I, I don't even want to ruin it. Some of the... there There's an enemy where if you had a fear of spiders, Kyle, you're going to wish these enemies were spiders. Because <laughs> they freak me out. Like, they you are... know what You know what freaked me out, genuinely? What? I haven't gotten to any big bosses. I've I've defeated a couple of the smaller ones. Yeah. Uh that you find in dungeons around the world. Uh I I came across the the lake, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at all these little tiny crabs. I'll get easy runes. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, a giant crab comes out of the ground, <laughs> genuinely jumped out of my seat. I was oh. like, Wait, wait till it, wait till they pull in Amanda show. They're like, bring out the dancing lobsters and they shoot like <laughs> spikes at you again. Like oh, the moments where like, and I've heard birds with knives attached to their feet. I haven't yeah. seen them yet. But... <laughs> and freaking sharks. <laughs> oh my <laughs> freaking gosh. Laser beams attached to their heads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like the, the other thing is too, at the same exact time, when you discover something in Elden Ring, it's incredible. Like yeah. there is that sense of like, oh, whoa, this is here. I, this is, I could have missed this, right? Or I just stumbled upon this. Like, I literally stumbled upon this little cave. It, I'm going to call it a cave so I don't spoil anything. And I go down it, and it takes literally a minute because it's a whole new area. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like it's ginormous. Oh, I I opened up a chest, and it transported me to a place I was not ready for. Absolutely. And I walked outside. I was like, this looks like Bloodborne. <laughs> I should not be here. Mm-hmm. And I went to the nearest grace point. I I fast traveled as soon as I could. Like to me, if it's like, I, and I feel like this is like the Ghost of Tsushima element that I kind of wish if, if this game was a little bit more condensed in a way where like I'm traveling to the main objective, but something distracted me to go yeah. out somewhere like a little cute little fuzzy bird or a little fox friend. Uh-huh, I think uh-huh. then that would be like, oh, this is the perfect open world game because I'm getting naturally distracted. Not like I'm wandering like I, I'm, I'm lost in the wrong neighborhood type of deal. Right. As much as I feel like you, myself, a lot of people mm-hmm. find it overwhelming in open world games like in Horizon or Witcher where there's constant question marks. Yeah. I feel like Elden Ring would be a lot more fun for me if at a site of grace question marks popped up in the nearby area. Sure. 
of just, hey, something cool's over here. It might not be something monumental. It might just be a cool little yeah. piece of the world. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, go check it out. Maybe something might happen. Who knows? And not tell. It still had that crypticness of yeah. like. If I have to write it down in a journal, then yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's an outrider's reference. Then, then I'm sorry. Like that. That kind of. I'm sorry. It sucks. Yeah. If your game's not a puzzle game, and I'm writing down, you know, and that's literally some people are like just write it in a journal. I'm like. Well, why did not just provide me the journal then? Should I get good it's, at grammar yeah. and it, like too? Like, come on, yeah. knock it off. Uh, again, an amazing game, and I feel like I'm Absolutely. playing my game of the year. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert! But there's some issues, <sighs> and I love it. I love it. I can't. Like, I'm thinking about going back into it. Like, I played 15 minutes of it today just to feel <laughs> something again. So, like, I love the game, but we could yeah. also have some honest critiques about it. Absolutely. I don't know. That's all. And, and like you know. You said you're playing your game of the year with Elden Ring. I feel like I'm playing my game of the year in Horizon. Yeah. And I'm having such a fantastic time with it. I'm finally in the Forbidden West. Ooh, and oh, man. Some of these locations yeah. are such drop-dead gorgeous. The way that these former man-made structures are being overtaken yep. by the earth the nature again. yeah oh my god i have so many photos of me just like not even with aloy in them i take yeah. aloy out and just take pictures of same. the surroundings same just because i'm just in awe of what gorilla did with this game and, and those side stories are just so oh, fu- so, so good, good. And, and one of my favorite moments and i was so under leveled for it mm. but i was uh, met up with a character from the first game. I won't spoil it. Whatever. It yeah. was a side quest thing. And I took on my first shell snapper. Ooh. The giant turtles. Yeah. That was the most exhilarating fight I've had in Horizon. I haven't fought a Tremor Tusk yet. Dude, I fought that, one. that far into it. Is- dope there's like, a lot the, of thinking about it in this game so i continue same thing with the shell snapper yeah. i don't know if you fought the giant turtle yet oh yeah oh but they're like how it burrows underground and pops up randomly mm-hmm. and there's so many things that and at different attacks and you oh fight God, some really so cool you fight some really creative bosses that's yes. all i gotta say okay so, like there is there's some stuff you have not seen yet that is going have, to blow your mind I have run into something. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Why do you? Okay. Yep. We are going places. I did not I expect. I did not expect, but and I'm, I'm here it. for it. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about horizon. And I'm like, yeah. like I said, I wish I had the energy right now to go play, <laughs> but I need to be smart and go to bed. Cause I got I work. Know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. We're going so late. No. Too. And that's not, that's not a push on you of like, <laughs> let's hurry it up. I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, I yeah. always do. Yeah. But I'm just like, man, I wish I was, I wish I, I had, had the time. time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, listen, that's what we've been playing. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot of great stuff. Now it's time for the Sony pony express. Yeah. Rigo writes in, this question goes for both of you since the release of Elden Ring, and it's similar to Souls games. I was thinking, what was your first Souls game from uh, from, from Software? Uh, Bloodborne BB? Technically Demon Souls on there PS5? Go. There you go, technically. And then I secretly Platinum Bloodborne right. without Joe knowing. It's a beautiful day. That was a beautiful so moment. I'll, 
I'll I'll count Bloodborne okay. as my f- true first one. Jadis Gamer writes in Jadis von Metal. How's the love for her Forbidden West? I feel like it's being overshadowed by Elden Ring. I'm playing both somehow and enjoy them both equally. Same. Uh, same. Same. You're allowed to do that. You're it's to, wild. And dude, you're allowed to like them both. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, it's not being overshadowed. This thing still sold gangbusters. It, like, oh, yeah. Elden Ring nudged it out in the UK sales charts, and I get it. That's not pure math there but like mm-hmm. it is still number two on those sales charts yeah. it's selling like gangbusters i'm really excited to see when pr opens back up again of how many units that game actually sold yeah because it did the same amount of units that horizon the first horizon did in its first five days in three so mm-hmm. that's incredibly impressive I, I'm, I'm really excited horizon's gonna be just fine i know like they're not gonna, they're probably listen they're probably not going to get that game of the year trophy, but I guess it, it it won't matter when this thing also sells twenty plus million units. Yeah, no, I I, I feel like it should still be celebrated mm-hmm. that when it comes to the end of the year, that this game is going to put up one hell of a fight. Yeah, and make its case for a game of the year. Uh, and if God and of War comes out. Exactly, and we're talking about this like God of War Ragnarok is also not going to be in that conversation. And honestly, let's. I want to. I want to break this. I, I really want to break this right here, right now. I'm sick of having a, a, a game of the year. Same. Like we'll still do it because of the show and SEO. Yeah. And it helps us every year. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the truth. But in truth, like I'm even tired with top ten lists. I, it doesn't make any sense anymore to me. There's way too many amazing games that have impacted me to have just like a, a single one. Like how, again, you know, Bloodborne and, and, and Ghost share that top spot for me, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, I, I can't put a number on it anymore. Uh. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm almost being shamed for doing the thing that I always preach of loving what you love yeah. and not to be afraid of to, to shout that out. I feel like with me just saying like, I love Horizon. People were like, oh, well, you know, Elden Ring is better. So, <laughs> like, well, I also really dig that too. Like, it's not. But are you playing a magic class? Me in a are you corner. playing a magic class? Because you really didn't beat the boss. You're playing yeah. magic so easy. Well, listen, don't tell them I found a YouTube tutorial <laughs> of 18 spots to go to without fighting a single enemy to get super overpowered that I'm definitely not going to do <laughs> as soon as I hop back in. I definitely didn't do that. Are you crazy? <laughs> Yuna yeah. writes in, hey guys, welcome to March. Welcome, Yuna. Uh, where spring flowers boom. Oh, this is getting nice. Oh. Spring breaks break. Dragon Age 2 turns 11. Yeah. And my heart will soon swoon over the good romance. Oh. Yes. Love it. Uh, so this week's question from me is, what challenges do you guys impose on yourselves for a second playthrough and so on? Dragon Age 2, there's an achievement in game i'm not doing the ps3 version obviously ps3 version was not great uh, of any of the dragon ages they were rough uh that is not letting any ally die in an act this brought me to imposing a challenge on myself that i get through a game without an ally dying and if they die i reload the same uh so what do you guys do to spice up and repeat a playthrough to make it more interesting i like someone in in the discord's like dude second playthrough's tough enough because once I beat it, I beat it. That's how I am. Yeah. Um, but in certain games, like, again, Ghost or, you know, um, 
Bloodborne games that I constantly go back to that are my my comfort food. I just switch it up like, okay, Bloodborne, I'm using the the wig saw, whatever, like mm. instead of my, you know, my huge. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I twist it up like that, like choosing different characters if I'm playing an RPG um, or try, trying to find a different route if I'm playing like a, you know, a first person shooter, that type of deal. So like on a second playthrough, I tell myself that I'm going to play differently <laughs> and I make a decision. great concerted effort. Like I think of not that I have, have hopped back into it yet yeah. or really expanded on it, but like I'm trying to tell myself this time when I play mass effect, I'm going renegade. Yeah. That never happens. Never happens. I get to that moment. I'm like, you know what? I gotta be the good guy here. I gotta go power God. And then I just make the same choices. Yep. I, there was actually a meme about that. I, I saw this week. It's like, it was like the Drake, like uh, playing a second playthrough, uh, make oh, a different yeah, the, choice. The, uh-huh. Make the same choices. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, man. It's tough. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, or person. I'm gonna butcher your name, but I'm gonna try, okay? And then you call me a big giant piece of shit in the in the Discord. Sertonius, Sertorius. That sounds right. Hello. <laughs> uh, my question. I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West. Absolutely loving it. Everything about it is great and an improvement to it to the original which is still my first open world game that I loved. Oh, awesome. The only issue is I'm having is that I really struggle every time I do something that leads to Aloy dying. Typically, I don't care about this sort of thing in video games, but having no trouble hitting X, sorry, having no trouble hitting X to retry and moving on. But there's something about Aloy that makes me feel like I failed her when she dies in the middle of combat. Do you gents have any similar feeling when playing games? Looking forward to this week's episode. Two words. Yes. Tomb Raider. (laughs) The reboot. Every single time Lara dies in that game, I grimace. I look away like, oh my god, wow. I need to be better. I can't watch her Mm -hmm. go through that again. So I completely understand you you feel like you failed Aloy because yeah. I failed Lara Croft so many times in the reboot. Seeing her, I, I've ingrained in my brain of her sliding one of the set pieces down through yeah. the river mm-hmm. into a branch. I'm like, oh, God, why? I got to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Every time, like... Yeah, I, I die or like someone in my party falls. I'm like, shit. Well, yep. they're just going to brush it off. Like, I hate that. I hate that feeling. So I'm definitely with you there. Every time I'm like, yeah, I, I failed Cap. Like, <laughs> he shouldn't be dying in the Avengers. I shouldn't be playing uh-huh. the Avengers. What is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I feel. That's what I feel for sure. Uh, Green Gorilla writes in. So I thought of another question. Okay. I think I missed you, Green Gorilla, before. I'm so sorry. But Calgary Expo is happening in April, and they're announcing who's going to be there, and it's a lot. The celebrities have me soaked because William Shatner's going to be there, but I wanted to meet John Cleese from Monty Python. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Ming-Na Wen, who plays Fennec Shan in Star Wars. Book of Boba, Mandalorian, and The Bad Batch. Everybody knows that this woman 
could kick the wind out of my sails. Like, just straight up kick me in the chest. And I would be like, thank you so much. You made out You're so beautiful. Like, damn. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I drifted off thinking about our She's, lives together. Uh, something I didn't realize until I looked her up because I wanted to make sure she was the same person. Yeah. Uh, she she's also uh, been in Agents of Shield, but but she's the voice of Mulan. Yep, that's she's right. Mulan. That's, that's right. Never put those two together. Yeah. She could put an arrow straight in my chest. One of the most <laughs> exciting. Sorry, sorry. The one I'm most excited for is the voice actors selection. Nolan North, obviously, voice yeah. of Nathan Drake and Cade Six from Destiny Two. All right. All right. But he also voices Superboy from my all-time favorite TV show, Young Justice. Dude, Young Justice is so... Season one, it's perfect. I need it's, to watch... I started watching, really but good. I stopped. I need, to, I need to watch that. Yeah, it's so good. So I had to ask, what voice actor do you want to meet? And what would it mean to you personally? Hmm. Well, we met John McLaren. We certainly Voice did, and that Star was Lord. amazing. F- fucking incredible human being. Uh, I'm sorry, Cuss. Ooh, I'm so sorry. Ooh, it's too late for ooh, me to edit that. Ooh. Yikes. Tim Olson, cover your ears. Uh, I mean, I've I've done a photo op with Troy Baker, and that was cool. Getting to meet him for a little little bit. Uh, did he sell you on NFTs? Uh, he did not. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, I have a very easy one, yeah. and I think you know where I'm going. With Go this. with it. If I had the chance to meet Laura Bailey, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Not only is she like, you know, one of the women that I just have an absolute crush on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she is so influential in the roles that she has done, especially in gaming. She is the voice behind so many amazing characters that I just fall in love with. Mm-hmm. In addition to what she has done for me with Critical Role. Like I would, I feel like if I ever got the chance to meet Laura, I'd be a blubbering mess mm. of trying to just tell her everything that she has done that means the world to me, and me just sounded like uh, 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 I, uh, I just like I really love you and like you, and that's what I would do. I'd be a, make a fool out of myself, but yeah, uh, and she is easily at the top of that list. Uh, Ashley Johnson, just for uh, yes. Voicing mm-hmm. uh, Ellie, just like yeah. just an ask her, like when you're playing that character, what do you what do you do to unpack it when you're done? Yeah, that is that is the question. How much of a debrief after a day in the motion capture set is, yeah. are you just like in total silence? How long have you sat in total silence after yeah. like one of those scenes? Uh, Christopher Drudge. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? I feel like that's it. I feel like those two would be uh, awesome. That would be that would be superb. Um, oh, damn. oh, the voice uh, of Bender. Oh. The voice of Bender. Oh, I don't. I don't. Oh my I God. know he's been in the. Let me let me do the forefront before. Yeah, I know. Before we the voice of Bender. Why can't I think of his name? That's right. There you go, John DiMaggio. He's voiced goddamn everything. I would just love to just pick his brain. Be like, run me down. Run me through every everybody from Joker to Bender. What? How? You know? That's where I'd go. Where? Why can't I think of this 
person's name. But I thinking of a couple other ones like mm-hmm. God, Kevin Conroy. Oh <gasps> boy. I mean he, oh, he, Mark he, Hamill. I mean, come on. Just those two together, just to talk about Batman and Joker. Oh my god. I know god. Star Wars for you, but like for me, Joker is like the thing. Uh the voice behind Lee in Walking Dead. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, 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 oh. Iconic. Iconic voice. I got this. I just I see his face. I got it. Dave Fenoy. There you go. Thank you. I would love to meet Dave Fenoy. Yeah. I, and likewise, of me being a blubbering mess and telling him how much Lee means to me. Yeah. Because I was Lee in that game. Like, I was, Clem was my oldest niece at the time, looked exactly like her. So I that was what an experience. And, and he's done so many other things as well. But yeah. God, man. Let's get all these people on the show. I was about to You're say, right? Dave Fenoy got a Twitter? How do we get Dave Fenoy on the show? Let's get oh Dave Fenoy on the show. That would be incredible. Everybody reach out to Dave Fenoy and go, hey, there's this awesome podcast called yeah. The Trophy Room. You should be on it sometime. Yeah. But like, don't harass him about it. Just like, ask no, him. No, no, no. Because yeah, his voice is incredible. Um, And that, that's been The Trophy Room this week. Biggest episode yet, Kyle. Man, we keep topping it. Keep topping it. it. We got to settle down one week. We really do. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, we love you all so much for supporting us the way you do over on Patreon, whether you just tune in to the show every week. It really just does mean so much to us. And yes, Kyle. Can I can I shout out a show real quick before we go? I mean, yeah. I I wasn't sure if you were gonna kick it to me to. to I was gonna yeah I was gonna say oh, okay. you like the spotlight. You usually do that after we yeah. do it, but it's fine. Uh, you follow me, Mister Case, up everywhere. Uh, shout out to uh, at Xbox Record This the mm-hmm. podcast. I was on mm-hmm. their show, had a great time with those gentlemen. So go check that episode out. Um, I also want to, if you haven't seen or you don't really uh, follow the things I do over at Six One Indie, which you should S I X O N E I N D I E. Uh, dot com and on Twitter and everything, we announced that we're putting on our own little indie showcase at mm. PAX, mm. Uh, highlighting and, and showcasing some new indie games. Um, it's not been approved yet from PAX, but even if it doesn't, we're going to have like a full on showcase video uh, thing for people to check out on Twitch uh, and, and everything. So super exciting things. So go check it out over there and be excited. There you go. There you go. Big things are happening. You can follow me over at Mr. Badbit. You can follow the show at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Again, you can find this podcast wherever you find your podcast services of choice. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep, sorry, keep what's about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye. Love you.